This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey there, are you a college football fan? Well, I'm Andre Cherry, and on my show, The Cherry Picking Podcast, I dive deep into the world of college football during each week of the season. For the past nine seasons, fans have come to my site, cherrypickingsports.com, to hear my college football analysis and game-winning predictions for each week of the season. The Cherry Picking Podcast is presented by the Big Heads Media Podcast Network and can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure you click the subscribe button today. We are the two Green Browns, John Cahill and Neil Dunmort, bringing you the Irish view on all things dog pound. As long-suffering fans, we promise to give you our honest opinion, along with the best of both local Cleveland celebrities, national media members, analytics standings, and you never know, players have been known to stop by as well. Find us on Twitter at Two Green Browns. We love to interact and spread the love. Most importantly, give us a listen on Apple Podcast. Search Two Green, and don't forget, go Brownies! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric, joined alongside Chris today. we got a big show for you here today. Uh, Chris, how are we doing? How's it going, man? Good to see you. It's, I'm going. It's going. It's going. It's going. Yeah. It's going. That's all I could say. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of things to talk about today. And I'm just going to jump right into it, okay? This week started off hot on Thursday Night Football. And I'm talking not even in the beginning of the game, not in the middle of the game, the very end. And I'm talking eight seconds left. You know what I'm talking about, right? And I'm sure the listeners do know what I'm talking about as well. Of course I know what you're talking about. Of course. And that is Miles Garrett just throwing, just hitting people with helmets, I guess. Yeah. Mason Rudolph's helmet in particular. <laughs> and if uh, just to kind of recap of, as, of, of what happened, um, so pretty much eight seconds left in the game, the Browns already have a win in the bag. So mind you, if this didn't happen, there wouldn't be suspensions here, there wouldn't be fines here, there wouldn't be any more punishments anywhere else, teams wouldn't be in trouble with eight seconds left. And there has been a lot of discussion about about this issue and, and it, how what happened was Miles Garrett um, tackled Mason Rudolph a little awkwardly um, after one of a quick pass or a screen pass, something he did. And we have, we have the video pulled up, so we're going to play that for you in a second. But pretty much after that, Mason Rudolph didn't take that too well. So as soon as he was taken to the ground, he pretty much was trying to kick Miles Garrett in uh, the crotch area, as well yeah, as yeah. try to d- get into his helmet, which I'm still confused about, um, because what was his intentions to do with his helmet once it was off? Yeah, I don't, I don't really quite understand that. That's either. that's still to this day something that's never been explained to me that well. I still don't really get it. But you know, Miles Garrett didn't take take it too well with that either. And, m- and mind you, you have to think about this for a second. A lot of testosterone in that arena. <laughs> especially on the field. And so Miles Garrett is one of the more dominant defensive players in the league and yeah, has had of a has had a bit of a weird year with some dirty hits and he hasn't really been that player and this was kind of the icing on the cake. Um so he went after Mason Rudolph, um decided to take off his helmet. Once his helmet was off, his lineman decided to ambush him and so did Mason Rudolph and once Mason Rudolph um headed towards Miles Garrett as he had his helmet, he swings his helmet hits him on the top of the head with it and just hell breaks loose we're talking pouncy just kicking him and punching him on the ground his linemen are protecting him um what was it uh ogan came by and then 
He shoved, shoved him to the ground. Down, that yeah. ended up being a one-game suspension. Um, and this, it just escalated to something it shouldn't have gone to. And it's one of the most bizarre things in terms of arguments because all I heard, you know, for the next couple of days leading up until Sunday, and the conversation still continues on to today, is that um, it was kind of like who initiated it. Like it was kind of like not even who initiated it because it was, you know, I would say both sides are at fault here, but the the main point of argument is is like who's siding who who are you siding with in this scenario yeah i mean there've been many takes i've read up on a lot of them uh my i'll just go with my initial reaction before i read anything and heard about anything else um my initial reaction watching that game was i saw that he took him down late yep but uh, t- to that side he could have thrown him to the ground he could have you know, really hit him hard, and he kind of, like, fell and laid down, I guess you would say. He, he tackled him down lightly. I know it would be a later it hit. It was pretty awkward. But, yeah. but Like, he, why he, are we holding on to him for this long? Yeah. The play is over. And, and he, hit him, he hit him late, and then I saw Rudolph trying to rip off his helmet and then end up hitting Garrett, basically hitting him in the nuts. And then after that, you know, then, then Garrett was not taking that kindly. And then this is where... I was I read up on and and I think this is a valid point was that um, Rudolph did not need to go after Garrett after that happened. That, my main my main question with this is like first of all we mentioned this already. What are you going to do with his helmet once it's off? Right. Well, I mean I'm talking about Mason Rudolph trying to take you know Miles Garrett's head off, head off. <laughs> helmet off first. Excuse me and. Um, after that charge at him, like, what are you going to do at that point? Yeah, like, what, I don't... What were your intentions, really? It's It was just a strange situation that you just... You really don't... Usually, in the past, what has happened is players have ripped off their helmets, and then they just go into a fist fight. That's usually what happens. In in the past, that is what has happened, but obviously, that did not happen this time. Obviously, there was a... Uh, they used the... Miles Garrett used the helmet as a weapon. Um... Should he have done that? No. No. But should any of this happen? No. No. But the fact that Miles Garrett did that, that's going to outshine anything Mason Rudolph did, which is why the terms of punishment weren't equal because it shouldn't be because you literally assaulted someone with their own helmet. Yeah. And it was just so weird because you could tell Miles Garrett regretted it and people are now pointing to Mason Rudolph saying, like, bro, you started it. But at the same time, there's other people that are saying, like, he. You know, um, he did start it, which is what led to Miles Garrett, you know, swinging his helmet at him, and that's and that to me, I just thought immediately, and we've had the discuss this discussion. It just doesn't warrant someone else swinging their helmet at you, and there's no way you can prepare for that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of takes as we had mentioned with what was going on. Just all around, it's it's not a good look, and I mean, there was even also a take that I heard that kind of blame the officiating and that seems to be the, the theme of this year but the, they blame it's still going on yeah we're going to talk about that today too. yeah and they, they blame the officiating because they said had there have been a flag thrown for a late hit which it looked like a late hit they they said that there probably wouldn't have been chaos breaking out because they would have gotten the flag and then you know that the, that probably would have stopped any of this tension because there would have just then the tension would have been more on the play or whatever the flag it wouldn't have been on each other yeah um to me, to me, I really don't side with 
anyone at the moment. And I, we've, I've had this discussion with you over chat, like as soon as it happened, because yeah. honestly, I, my TV was shut off with, ten, with like 15 seconds left because it's like this game's over. And yeah, then yeah. lo and behold, this, this whole thing occurs and I'm seeing everything on Twitter and what's going on. And I was looking at notifications and I saw Miles Garrett. Wow. And I thought he made like some crazy play. Turns out it was that. Yeah. And people were just like in shock. Like, how could someone ever do this to another human being? Mm-hmm. And I see both sides of it because I, I, again, I see Mason Rudolph, and he's also playing victim at the same time. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely, like I mentioned, yes, you shouldn't have gone at each other, but essentially, I'm, I'm not picking a side either by what I'm about to say. I'm just putting out a statement. I have no side either. So. Is that? There is no reason that he should have ran after Garrett after they had already left. And, and, then, throw and, your, and then throw your hands up and be like, I yeah. didn't do anything. You you went after him. I mean, your linemen clearly were taking care of it at that point. They were the ones that were going to be able to protect you because they're the bigger guys that can put up with a bigger defenseman coming at you. Right. There's no reason for you to run after him. And once he did that, which led to him getting hit over the head with a helmet, yes, I'm not, I'm not condoning that that was the right action but i'm saying all of this that wouldn't have even happened if he had just stayed away and I, I i don't understand the point of running up to him to get in his face after i understand there's emotions it's the heat of the moment and you, you want to go back and forth because he just essentially ripped off your helmet and made you look bad and you don't want to just take that but you know you gotta if if this had gone differently he could have been out for the rest of the season he could have had a serious injury yeah just and he because was just of emotion like a couple weeks ago exactly so, so just just because just to be like oh well i'm gonna prove a point that i'm somebody i'm not just gonna be taken advantage of sometimes you gotta live to uh play another down do you think mason rudolph should have pressed charges i i don't think so i think yeah there was an issue i think you know obviously it, it, i guess it would be assault but i i just I don't think he would have had much of an argument if he kind of had a lot to play with it. It would as well. just be ten times more work for him. Like, yeah. You already know he's going to get punished by the league. Yeah. And you might as well let them deal with it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if it were yeah. me, I don't think I would have pressed charges unless no. there was a serious injury. Like we said before, this dude was concussed a couple weeks ago and it looked like it looked very traumatizing. Yeah. And he came back fairly quickly. It only happened to be a concussion and he recovered pretty fast, but if that led to like him being knocked out or you know having like a cut in his head like you know th- yeah. th- th- that could have this could have been you know take it like this could have been uh you know pressed legally like you could yeah i mean he easily could have had involved yeah he could have had like internal bleeding or something he could have had something wrong with uh it could have been a very severe concussion he could have not gotten knocked out there could have been it could have ended up way worse i'm not saying that you know it's okay what happened because it didn't end up as bad but I'm just saying, if the situation was more severe, as you were mentioning, I, maybe I'd understand a little bit more, but I just, I feel like it's hard because they were both kind of at fault in their own ways. So it's going to oh, be yeah, very definitely. hard to, to pick a side in that sense. Well, what, what exactly happened was, I think, both the Browns and the Steelers were fined $250. Uh, the organizations? $250. That would be nothing. No, 250 k um, both organizations did, um, just because both sides started it, uh, kind of, or were yeah. involved with it, actually. Uh, Pouncey got suspended um, three games? I think it was three. And then Ogunjobi got one. suspended one game. Miles Garrett is out indefinitely. I've heard from a couple friends of mine, they think um, it should be a full season, meaning the remainder six games of the season then, on top of yeah. and then ten going into next season. Um, or do you think it should be the remainder of this season and, say, four games going into next season, maybe six games? Um, what do you think? 
because again it's indefinitely so they really haven't figured anything out yet they just know the minimum is the remainder of the season i mean i think at this point i think yes there's video evidence and all of this is out but i feel like you really need to get down to the to the root of things and really figure out what was going on before you start giving out these fines because yes he's had some issues during the season and and i mean I understand that he he hasn't had the, the cleanest season in terms of hits. He has had some issues. He had to, has had some unnecessary roughness problems. Yeah, with um, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, so I understand it. Uh, but but this guy, I feel like he hasn't proven himself to be more of like, I mean, I hate to say it, but more like perfect where this is a recurring thing and, and you really need to watch out for it. I, I don't think he's there yet. Have you heard the ongoing joke going on right now? What? How long until Miles Garrett plays for the Raiders? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I just feel like they're... I don't know how to this is one of those things that I think for right now like keeping him out for the season is the right move for now but it's oh, yeah. it's very hard to figure out past that because there's so many factors in this situation and what happened he's not the only one at fault as we've mentioned so it's yeah, very Mason hard Rudolph got fined I forgot to mention Yeah eventually that was not initially the the case and then they eventually came out like a little bit later almost what was it like yesterday or something or yeah. 2 days what you, ago What do you think was going on through Ben Roethlisberger's head because there's so much disrespect between, you know, uh, Miles Garrett now and Mason Rudolph and just the, you know, the Browns team having beef with the Steelers because, again, it's a division rival, but yeah. tension shouldn't flare up to this point. And then you have Ben Roethlisberger, who everyone respects, like, all around the league. What do you think he's thinking on the sideline? Like, uh, now he's appealing his Apple Watch thing. Did you see that? Yeah. So he's doing that now. I mean, I... Like, at the same time this is going on. Like, I think... What's today, Wednesday? I think, yeah. actually, Miles Garrett is appealing his... He is. ...suspension today. Well, he... Uh, I know at first he wanted to appeal it. The other two, so Pouncey and... Uh, They're appealing. Okanjobi, they already went... We're going through that process where Garrett was still, like... I think he was still trying to figure everything out. He yeah. wasn't positive how he was going to go through with it. Was there any outcomes from those? I never heard anything. I, I haven't heard anything yet either, so I'm either. assuming they haven't come to a conclusion yet. Yeah, I'm going to look into it a little bit as uh, the show goes on, but uh, I have a couple cl- clips to play uh, from that night and what players are thinking, what's going through their heads. Um, hold on, do I have an extra clip to show? Um... Nope, that should be it. Uh, so we're going to take a look at the play again. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. So I think it would be a good refresher to take a look at it. So. Here it is. Definitely late hit. It's no, that was definitely. And the ref is uh-huh. right there. Well, he tackled Rudolph. See, like, what's, why are you trying? Because at that oh, point, God. it's just oh, to Castro. Oh. oh, my God. I'm going to yeah. look at it one more time because I'm going to scrub through it so we don't have to listen through it again. But pretty much after he's on the ground, helmet is off. The at this point, At this point, feel free to be the victim, Mason Rudolph. Just stay where you're at. And, you know, DeCastro's backing him off. He's like, get away from him. What was this? He got his hands on him. What was your plan here? This is where he should stop pretending to be the victim because you were looking to hurt him. Yeah, you and you at this point, them. and at this point, you're in trouble. And then, and then, Miles Garrett's like, "Listen, I got your helmet on me right now. You have no protection. It's just a catcher in front of me. Got him in the head." And this is where Pounce, Pouncey comes in, takes him to the ground. They both start wailing on him. Look, head like head helmet to helmet right there. Yeah, and it's just everything. I mean, and, so if, the, if, and here's the push from yeah, Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi right here. This is what got him a game because there was no point in that either. Yeah. 
I mean, but actually, what came out is if you could see David DeCastro actually tackles Miles Garrett to the ground. Because at that point, he saw him later. swing the helmet. Yeah, and, and it came out later that DeCastro was yelling at him on the floor. He was saying, stop fighting. I'm trying to protect you so you don't get... No, no one comes over and starts hitting the crap out of you. Because at that point, he knows that the rest knows of his offense is going Because he knows Pouncey is going to come through and do exactly what he did. Yeah, so he, if you see right here, he lays on him and he tries to protect him there so that no one could jump on top Here's of him. the kick here. He's trying to just keep him down. Yeah. It's just not a good look on both part, both no, sides. It's, like it's not. And I was, I think I was right here. It was like a, not a screen pass. He just checked down. No, it was a screen actually. Yeah. His alignment are out there. Not really a check down, but yeah, like, okay, that's fine to tackle him here. The ball's not out. Um, and yeah, but but it's, it's kind of like you're not. He's not on the ground. Just, I guess his whole plan was to take him to the ground. Because it's like I already got yeah, to Yeah, but, but it, I mean, again, I'm not picking sides, but he he could have, that could have ended a lot worse. He didn't need, he just took him down. Like he didn't, I know it's a late hit, it's a penalty, it should be a penalty, but I'm saying there are people that take late hits where they'll like chuck them to the ground, they'll, they'll throw them hard. He just lightly fell with him. I think Miles Garrett in this scenario was just like the whole purpose of me making this tackle, because look, it's a screen pass, so the yeah. lineman's coming off of him. He's like, I got a free path to Mason Rudolph at this point and what we're seeing on the screen is that he's going for the sack here he's like I'm going to get the game ending sack and let's get out of here and then I think Mason Rudolph was just like at this point it's like he could let go here yeah but Miles Garrett just isn't going to do that I don't think any lineman would let go of him here but I think you know as he's still standing here you could let go but he's just he turns him over and tries to yank him down so to to me or at least to us we see both sides it's just the the big question is like we mentioned before and i don't mean to repeat myself over and over it's just what was mason rudolph's intentions yeah i mean that's that's because look thing. you're going after him and he hits you in the head of the helmet but now hands go up yeah you you should have known just yeah don't i i don't like the victim card i don't i don't like that no at not all. at all because at least if he went up to the media and said you know it shouldn't like because miles garrett did that he's like it shouldn't escalate to that point but it's kind of too late for that that type of action to happen to be, yeah. be able to say that it's not too late for mason rudolph however who could easily say let's you know like you know i was getting involved with that too and i shouldn't have taken things to where it should have gotten to and he said something totally different i just want to take a look at another replay just of the slower replay of him hitting in the head. Beyond words, oh, Joe. Gosh, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen on a professional sports field. Would you agree with Joe Buck there? You know, Joe, I would have been involved with these in the league office, and it would come to officiating first and oh, then eight go seconds. That's the worst. No, I mean, do you agree with Joe Buck Joe, there? Joe Buck's, have you seen worse things? He saw Randy Moss put that disgusting act together. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think he's seen much worse. No, um, I think. Do you think this is as worse as um, the Texans Titans brawl? I mean, okay, this is this is the thing. I think the reason that this is being it was Corlin, stated... F- Corlin yes, Finnegan and, and Andre uh, Johnson. Andre right? Johnson, yeah. yeah. So I feel like this is getting looked at in that level because of the swinging of the helmet. If that had never happened... It's because this could have been much worse. That's yes, why exactly. it's being that if, way. If that never happened, this looks like just a little little scuffle. Like, that's it. There's nothing crazy about it. But because of Still, that... So yanking the helmet off, that might be either... Would you say, like, if... Th- there's a lot of ifs in this scenario, yeah. and I kind of want to move on from this soon, but because we also have to hear what people have to say, but it, the, a lot of the ifs I've been hearing, it's just like, what if it stopped there? 
didn't swing the helmet, yeah, helmet's that, but, off. What if yeah. Mason Rudolph took his helmet off? What is he going to do then? Like, I mean, and that's is the it problem. a big fine or is it a game suspension? And, and that's the thing. You can't look at these what ifs anymore. You, you can't have to look at what happened because it's already happened. You have to look at what happened. And at and the end of the day, Miles Garrett's going to get the worst end of it. Exactly. And I feel for him because when you're out there, these guys are trained from a young age to run through the guy in front of you. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you get to hit people and get paid for it mm-hmm. legally. <laughs> Hitting him in the helmet isn't legal. No. So that's why it escalated to that point. But obviously, he's going to get the worst end of it because of that action. Yeah. I mean, I guess to uh, kind of end some of our rant about this sure. video, there was, a, there was a little humor behind it. And I was reading some of the comments on Twitter. And somebody was like, uh, oh, hot take. Miles Garrett was just trying to put the helmet back on Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then there's memes of Mason Rudolph with like like half. Yeah, I, I have that. Yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's hear what Mason Rudolph had to say. I know we kind of mentioned what he said already, but let's hear from him directly. I don't, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know, but I know it's bush league. I know he's you know total coward move on his part. You know, I, I get. I mean, it's it's okay though. You know, I'll take it. I'm not, I'm not going to back down from any bully out there. So we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know. We spoke about this before the show. When whenever I watch this video, this little head nod here just makes me hate him like more. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not a big Mason Rudolph fan to be quite honest with you. Not only because of this scenario. Um, just to preface this, I've had this ongoing joke with my with my other friends as well, and it's that he's just like, eh, like quarterback. You know, <laughs> like it's yeah. Just, and then on top of that, this happens, and there's narratives about him. It's just like uh, I, I don't. There's nothing to like about him. Like, you know what I mean? I j- but see, I just feel like that is not the right thing to say no, after not, all of this has just gone down. Total I feel coward like, move. Really? I feel like you're just. Rules yeah. are, I don't know, but I know it's bush league. I know he's you know total coward move on his part. You know, I. I just feel like you're asking for more at that point. Like Miles Garrett, I understand he wasn't necessarily the victim. I guess you would say. But he didn't sit here and go trashing Rudolph and saying, oh, he shouldn't need me. He shouldn't have done this. He shouldn't have done that. He took full responsibility. Yeah, because, listen, the Miles Garrett, right out of college, he's always been like a, a good dude. It's yeah. just, unfortunately, this had to happen to him, and he realizes that. Yeah. And even on Hard Knocks, remember they showed him doing like poetry and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the type of guy he is in real life. And, you know, that's just some of the things that, that happened. But do you think Mason Rudolph should have got a game suspension? Um, Or just a big fine would have been all right? Because that's exactly what the league did. They just find him. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't. It's tough. I mean, I've read some things that kind of have to do with what you asked. But they said they. Uh, it was like joking around, and they're like, "Oh, the Steelers. They. Uh, the, the NFL didn't suspend Mason Rudolph because that would actually help out the Steelers." Yeah, game wise, <laughs> let's not. I mean, we've talked about the incident because that's the outlier of the whole yeah. game. But Mason Rudolph did awful. This awful. Game. We're yeah. talking four picks. And you could tell at that point there was just frustration being built up, and that's what kind of led to the brawl too. So you have to add that yeah. on top of that. And, yeah, Mason Rudolph is just not great. I kind of miss Ben, not going to lie to you. Um, they have nothing going in the backfield, really. I mean, James Conner was active, but they're not getting anything going on the ground. They're playing from behind. They got a throw. That's where the four picks came from. He's owner James Washington. James Washington played with him in college, so they have kind of that connection there a little bit. And, I just haven't seen anything interesting from the Steelers team other than the defense, to be quite honest with you. And even in this game, luckily in fantasy, I didn't start him. But, you know, Baker Mayfield didn't throw a pick in this game. Like, nothing was really happening, yeah. you know, crazy for this game. Yeah. I you mean, know, defensively, was, like they've been doing the past couple of weeks. Because, again, they went 0-4, now they're 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that 
ultimately what happened with with this uh, this game is tensions were rising because as you you uh, were talking about the receiving game, Juju and I think it was Deontay, um, was it Johnson or something? What's his name? Deontay. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Yeah, they both got knocked out with concussions during the game. So the oh, Browns, yeah, I forgot about the Browns that. Yeah. were playing. They were rough. Head, they were headhunting out there. They were playing for rough. Sure. They for were sure. Yeah, I definitely those replays looked a little questionable. I don't know why. De, what was it, Demarius Randall, right? Um, we'll yeah, have I think so. Helmet to helmet, helmet to helmet hit. Um, he was waving his arms up too, trying to play victim. But yeah, no, that was clearly like you didn't have to make that hit whatsoever. So I tensions were flaring. Yeah, up and, to that and point. This so. was like a uh, an old school football game. Definitely old school. Um. I don't know if we'll ever see someone swing their helmet like that ever again. It's just so strange that we had to witness that. Yeah. Uh, but we did. Um, again, like I mentioned before, Baker Mayfield had a pretty decent game. Uh, Nick Chubb is still getting a lot of carries, even despite Kareem Hunt being around. So looks like there's no really change in hierarchy there in terms of running back. But in the passing game, Kareem Hunt's looking really good. Let's not forget when he was on the Chiefs, he was getting the boatload of work that Nick Chubb's getting on the ground, but at the same time getting the work he's getting in the receiving end. Yeah. Um. And he's been looking pretty good at. It. You could definitely see he's taking advantage of his opportunity, and uh, you know, and, and he what he did was wrong. But even even before that, it happens. It happened like long ago, even after he was drafted and stuff like that. So it was kind of like he already had his act together. It was just you know, a very strange time. TMZ came out with that video that yeah. he got released. It was like mid season. Um, yeah. But yeah, happy for Kareem Hunt that he's getting everything together. I mean, I don't know if we mentioned this already in the last podcast. I don't think the Browns are his home for life. No. He's just gonna have to find a place to. This to is work his with. Uh, his place to regroup and kind of get his name back out there, not just attached with what he did. And what I was mentioning too last week, I thought I just thought it would be interesting. Okay, I thought it would be an interesting thing if the Chiefs reached out to him and was like, "Yeah, we can bring you back." But yeah. from what I'm hearing, he's an unrestricted free agent after this year, so he doesn't really have the freedom to sign with anyone at that point. But yeah. I was also thinking, too, like, Carlos Hyde got traded this season. He's going to be a free agent. Um, Lamar Miller, I don't think, is going to come back. You know, you have – they signed – oh, no, they traded for um, – what's his name? Who are you talking about? Uh, the other running back. I forgot his name. Why am for, I forgetting? For what team? Uh, the Texans. Uh, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, because he was on the – I don't know how I forgot his name. I'm kind of blanking. Yeah. Um, they have him in the passing game. Nick uh, Kareem Hunt could do both. I think that would be an interesting landing spot too. Yeah, with another young quarterback that is compared to Pat Mahomes, might be yeah, a good place to true. go. They just got to fix that offensive line, then he can get things going. <laughs> yeah. Um, same with same with uh, the Browns too. So it looks like he's kind of familiar with the bad offensive line. Other than that, uh, let's hear what everyone else had to say, and then we'll move on from this game. Sorry, we're taking so long here. Here's what Miles Garrett had to say on the situation post game. Embarrassing, foolish, and bad representation of you know, who we want to be and you know, what we're trying to do with the rest of the season. You know, I made a mistake. You know, I lost my cool and you know, now I regret it. You know, it's it's going to come back to, to hurt our team. You know, the guys who, who jumped in the, the, the little scrum, you know, I appreciate you know, my team having my back, but it just never got to that point. That's on me. Do you feel you played the final game of the season tonight? No clue. Did Mason say something? Is that what started things? I just got to go look at it. No, I'm not going to comment on it. No. It's been called embarrassing by your coach and I think your player. I mean, do you think that's a fair description of Absolutely. You know, that, that is embarrassing. You know, what I did was um, foolish and I shouldn't have allowed myself to, to slip like that. 
Yeah, he definitely he owned up to that 100. percent I mean, exactly. how could you not? I, I already knew Miles Garrett the second he did that he was going to regret it. I've just been watching him for a very long time. He was so dominant at Texas A&M, and then he comes in as the number one pick, um, and he goes to the Browns. So it's kind of humble begin humble beginnings already because he was there for the Hugh Jackson, yeah. you know, years and. Now they're kind of getting the hype, and this year he they haven't really lived up to it, but his play hasn't really changed. He's always been the dominant player. He's always been. Um, so let me mute this. I also have a clip from Odell Beckham and what he had to say post-game about it as well, waiting for an ad, of course. So give me one second here. Here we go. Here's what Odell Beckham had to say on the, the scrum there. I don't know what was said. I don't know what had been said all game. I just I, I didn't even see what happened until I, I seen the replays and all that. I just wouldn't have I wouldn't expect it from Miles, but um, things happen, man. Not to try and downplay it, but just gotta keep it pushing. Um, be there for your brother, and and you know keep keep going on with the season. It's an emotional game, and I understand all that. And I understand rivalry and emotions run high and all that. Obviously, we've seen stuff. Um, in the past, players fighting and stuff like that, but just can't do it. There's, there's no, there's no way to justify it. Just can't do it. There's no place in this game. So what I saw post game when he, because he said early, early on in this clip, this is at at this point he knew exactly what happened. He didn't see what happened until he was being spoken to and he saw it on the big screen. Yeah, that that's what took place. And he's like, oh, that's not good, you know. And we're talking about a guy who. It wasn't to this extent, but not too long ago on the Giants, he was headhunting for Josh Norman yeah. and their rivalry was going on, but there's no way they're swinging helmets. So, uh, we got one more for you guys here. Uh, we have Baker Mayfield post-game immediately after seeing what happened and what he thinks on the scenario. Uh, you know what? The, the reality is he, he's going to get suspended. Uh, we don't know how long that hurts our team, and we can't do that. We can't continue to hurt this team. That's uh, inexcusable. So a lot of people think that he threw Miles Garrett under the bus there. What do you think of that? I mean, I think in that situation, he would have been wrong regardless. He yeah, he, he, was he in a comes tough out and says honestly the truth, and it's looked at as he's not backing up his uh, his, his his player. But if he went out and said, you know, and, and kind of defended him, then people would have been like, how could you defend him after he did such an act? Yeah, I think he was thinking the same thing in that scenario. Yeah, so. and I mean, at, the, at that point, I'm pretty sure Miles Garrett would understand like, okay... Because even he said that's not what's right for the team in his no. own interview. Yeah. So Miles Garrett, I feel like, would agree with Baker when he said, you know, that's not what we needed and that's that was not the right decision. Miles Garrett knew that. Yeah, it was just very bizarre. And yeah. again, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation for Baker Mayfield in that scenario. So it's kind of like, I don't think he's throwing Miles Garrett under the bus. I don't think he would do that yeah. to any of his teammates. Because early on in the season when there was a little bit of beef between, you know, Odell and, you know, the Giants at the time, uh, Baker Mayfield was first to defend Odell. Yeah, I mean? and I mean, at that point, if you are kind of in that lose-lose situation, you might as well just kind of speak the truth, I guess you would say, at that point, because it doesn't really matter. There's no point in getting heat for if you're going to lie, you know what I mean? You might as well speak what you believe is true and then just get the heat for it regardless. Yeah, I get it. Uh, So, one second here. Let's go over Jets-Redskins. Just give me one second here. I'm just going to double-check something. Someone's um, doing their lawn. I know. You can clearly hear it through the <laughs> microphone. It's kind of rude. Like, we're doing a podcast here. Um, all right. It doesn't say anything about that. So, I'll have that ready when we have the chance to get to it. But anyway, New York Jets and the Washington Redskins. And this was a disgusting game. Disgusting game. game. And unfortunately, I was out and about. And usually when I'm home, I got red zone on. 
big red zone guy. Love yeah, it. I got, love Andrew Siliano. Yeah. Just love watching every single game at once. It's just, it's just fantastic. So when I'm out and about, I was at someone's house, you know, you know, with with a girlfriend's family and stuff like that. Why is this the only game to come on? And I know it's like local, kind of, but seriously, yeah, really, I know. It was, this is the this is the game. It was not a know, fun man. game to watch. Not at I all. didn't really spend any time at all on it. There's a lot of um, things to take away from this game, though. There are. I mean, I didn't. I don't think I had any fantasy people in from this. I don't think I own a Redskin so, or Jet player. So I don't. Yeah, I, I don't own think Terry I McLaurin for a while. I, yeah, I have Geis, but he's just been on my bench because he's been injured. So oh, yeah. there's I w- really. Yeah, I won't even it. have trust in him until Adrian Peterson's gone. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean he he had a decent week. We'll get into that. But. So this game ended 34 to 17. The New York Jets took the victory here, and the Redskins continue to fall. Um, the Jets are now three and seven on a two-game winning streak they got going on here, and <laughs> the Washington Redskins are now one and nine. This is, um, you know, another game Dwayne Haskins was able to start, and it looks like he'll be starting for the remainder of the season. That's Bill Callahan's yeah. um, plan there. He's the interim head coach after the firing of Jake Rudin, and he, it just didn't look like he was having a good time out there, Dwayne Haskins. He was having no. a bit of a tough time because you have guys like Jamal Adams playing out of his mind. He has six sacks in yeah. the past couple games. What, two games, three games? Something like that, yeah. He's Something, been playing that amazing. Number, yeah, playing absolutely insane. So, And with that, with their offensive line, and they have similarities to the Jets because their offensive line is also terrible, but the Redskins just have nothing doing. Well, especially because uh, after Dwayne Haskins had this amazing deep pass to Terry McLaurin that got called back because yeah. Donald Penn decided to hold and then take off his helmet to start arguing, and then he was pushed back all the way to like the one-yard line. Yeah, well, did you see the uh, video of – Haskins talking to his offensive line, and they were just Funny not... Funny you ask, sir. I have they, it right they here. They were not having um, it. So there was a bit of language here, and I didn't notice this when I was doing my radio show, and you're kind of not supposed to have these type of words being said on the radio, but here's Dwayne Haskins and what he had to, said, uh, what he had to say to his offensive lineman after a huge sack by the Jets. Um, mind you as well, I'll give a little bit of a warning. Uh, this is similar to the Lamar Jackson clip we played last week where it's on the field, it's not mic'd up where you can hear them clearly, but you can hear what they're saying, and it's you can hear everything else around them more than themselves, but you can kind of catch it. So here we go. So I can't really hear them at this point. Yeah. And... Oh, whoops. I don't know what happened. Yeah, so I pretty much we had a little monitor error there, but we'll keep going. Um, pretty much. It was him explaining to his lineman, it's like, what do I have to do to help you? That's the gist of it. And on top of that, it's like, why are his offensive linemen not caring? Yeah, they they do not care at all. They're, like, they're, they're like, we're not going anywhere. We're getting paid. Let's just... Play, we're we're gonna do our best to win, but if it's not gonna go anywhere, we we're not gonna cha- make any adjustments. I think that's what yeah. that's what their linemen are thinking. Because it's like, what is this twenty year old kid coming up to me? Yeah, talking to me about. I this mean, sport? it's it sucks because I understand where they're coming from in terms of the offensive linemen, but I also understand where he's coming from. He's just trying to go out there and and do his best and really play to his best potential, and he can't do that if they're essentially. I mean, they're not letting people walk through, but. If they're not playing great for him, I mean, that's a huge hit to him. And, and I feel like that's not... That's going to stunt his development for exactly. sure. He's already in a tough spot because, listen, his offensive linemen stink, and he can't even talk to them or get their attention. And on top of that, Bill Callahan isn't going to develop him. It's, this yeah. is just temporary. So it's kind of like, 
I don't know. They might clean house coaching wise coming coming into next year, and they're gonna have to find someone that's gonna help them. But I feel bad. Yeah, I definitely didn't want him on the Giants, but him in this situation too is just, isn't a great look. It's hard. It's hard. Hundred percent hard. Um, so let's talk about a little bit more about this game here. So Sam Donald has another great game. He continues to love Ryan Griffin. He just loves <laughs> him specifically, and. Ryan Griffin had five receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Did you see that celebration he did with the ball stuck to his hand? I thought yeah. that was absolutely hilarious. Haven't seen that in a while. Um, Sam Donald went 19 for 30, 293 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick uh, to John Bostick. That's kind of where things went wrong. But take that away, and they were fine. They were kind of they were dominating this in, in this yeah. entire game. Uh, the Redskins only had three points on the board by halftime. They didn't get anything going in the third quarter. They put 14 points in garbage time. So put that together, this was a totally dominant game. Not even close. Yeah. Um, Le'Veon Bell, there's a lot of cause for concern with Le'Veon Bell right now. He had 18 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. But at the same time, nothing's really going for him on the ground. Again, this offensive line is bad. But now people are starting to question his talent a little bit. What do you think of that? And on top of that, talk about what you told me before we started recording with uh, his tweets and stuff. Yeah, so so based off of your question, I mean, you look at him. He has been on the two extremes. When he was on the, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, he had an amazing offensive line, one of the best. Now he's on the Jets, and it's it's not that great of an offensive line. So I feel like he's never had that that medium, that happy medium. He's just on a great offensive line or a bad offensive line. So it's kind of like, you know, he looked amazing and great, and everyone thought he was an all-star when he was behind an amazing offensive line. And now that he doesn't have that anymore, he's putting up, I'd say, like average numbers, nothing right. too special. I mean, 59 yards, a touchdown, that's not great. It's not amazing, but it's not... It's not awful. I mean, it's it's respectable, but respectable, for him, but not for him. For his talent and what exactly. they're paying him to do, it's just not happening. And yeah, so I mean, we're gonna have to see what happens this off season and if they just swipe everyone out and yeah, you know, and start from scratch again on this offensive lineman. Yeah, and I mean that that tweet that you were talking about. Essentially, I guess the league has been trying, has been drug testing him a lot, and he said, you know, he's he's had five random drug tests, and and he put you know quotations behind them, meaning you know not so random in his eyes and he was just kind of saying like this is it i'm done getting drug tested this season why don't you go drug test other people and the people that are actually using things and uh he's he's not happy about it i think he's mostly i don't even think it's over his performance i think it's that he's had so many injuries up to this point yeah it's kind of like they're trying to find that drug that's illegal that they're that they're gonna they're, they're fishing for. at this point they're fishing yeah. so i can get why he's mad at you know the nfl for that but at the same time it's like if you're gonna I don't even know if he's basing it off his performance or if it's about his injuries because now I put that into that scenario and it kind of looks different for me. But if it's about his performance, I'm sure they don't need to drug test him at this time. But if, yeah. it, if it does have to involve what I just said, um, I can I understand. I get it from that standpoint. And I saw in the first half, Bilal Powell was used the most. I'm like, where's Le'Veon Bell? Is he healthy? Yeah, he was not doing too much. No. And uh, very Leonard Fournette-esque. With that stat line, only 59 yards and a touchdown. That feels yeah. Like. But Leonard Fournette has kind of changed up to this point. He's uh, picked yeah. up the pace a bit. He's been he very, has. very consistent. Um, <laughs> again, Ryan Griffin had a phenomenal game. He also connected with Jamison Crowder as well as Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's only reception was that touchdown. And he did you see that failed Lambeau leap? Yeah. He like Didn't he end up falling and like, sitting in falling the seat? He falling and like, no one's touching him. Yeah. So I was like, "What are you doing, Doc?" Like, well, because it, it was in Washington. It was in Washington, but it's also he'd... like that's the home that's the home field of any away team. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Daniel Brown also had a touchdown. I Another thought the tight end. what I saw the Jets did that was really, really good was that they'll do that Madden thing where you have someone run out in the flat, you'll scramble out of the pocket, and then all the um, 
the uh, defensive backs will start moving in, and then the tight end or who are the running back and the flat will start to run upfield to give them space, and he could Just, run for 15 yeah, yards. Yeah, wide open. And they did that with Daniel Brown, and they also did that with Ryan Griffin. I saw a lot of that in this game. Yeah. It's like if it works, it works. Just keep but again, going. This, was also, was, this was also a bad defense too, so yeah. I think other teams will pick up on that also. Oh, yeah. And again, like I mentioned before, Jamal Adams, absolutely phenomenal game. This dude has been on a tear. Um, I think he was, was he defensive player of the week? I don't even know. No, not this no, week. No, no, not this week. But you know, he, he, you know, he's he's earned what he's been saying. I guess like people were were saying, you know, maybe you don't live up to the hype as you know Aaron Donald and Tom Brady, but he's been playing like it, so he's been backing up what he's saying. All I gotta say is this dude just got to get off Twitter for a little while. It's like, all right, we get it. You know, you strip the ball from Daniel Jones, a rookie quarterback who has turnover issues, like ball security issues, and that's who we're gonna, you know you know you know leap off of for yeah for for some internet likes and stuff like that this dude loves twitter i say he stays away from it for a little bit or at I, least go on it but don't, don't you know over, over don't over exaggerate a play that was really really good but it was well, also well, that's, like that's, it's not like yeah. you're stripping tom brady or aaron Rodgers or yeah i mean another really good quarterback that doesn't give up the ball like that you know yeah i mean that's the thing let your performance do the talking when you do Which the he's talking doing. he's doing a great job yeah when, when he was doing the talking it just downplayed his talent and people were not then looking at him they were just annoyed that he was talking they weren't exactly. saying wow look at that great play exactly uh anyway love jamal adams you know you just have your little kinks here and there and this year he's kind of had a bad name towards him but you know he's saving face a little bit uh Dwayne haskins 19 for 35 214 yards two touchdowns and a pick i'm not going to do too much of an evaluation on him right now just be, just based off the video i showed you as well as how he's being dealt coaching wise and the front office who is known as not being a good front office, probably one of the worst in the national football league. So as soon as he gets, you know, a head coach he can work with and, you know, an offensive line he can work with, I really, I don't feel like evaluating Haskins. I think he could be a very good player in this league. It's just, he's just in a bad, a bad situation right now. And yeah. um, that run, they're, the running backs aren't going to do too much, but Darius Geis in garbage time uh, did score his first touchdown. And did you hear, um, from the announcers. So that was Darius Geis's first receiving touchdown, mm -hmm. but it was also Dwayne Haskins' first, first passing yeah. touchdown. And they were just like, so who gets the ball here? Oh, that's a good point. Right? That's and I, really... I don't think I ever heard like anything from them settling that just because it was also a loss, so no one's going to be asking about it. But, yeah, who gets the ball in that scenario? That's a good question. Because, listen, if you think about it, usually the rookie gets the ball. Yeah. But at the same time, Darius Geis has been out for so long. Yeah. Because he had that ACL tear, and then he had the meniscus tear. I mean, has he gotten his first rushing touchdown yet, Geis? No. No, right? No. So, I mean, at that point, I would just give it to Haskins and then take the ball when you get your first Probably rushing touchdown. Probably give it touchdown. to Haskins, right? Because, I mean, as a quarterback, your job is to throw a touchdown. As a running back, you look at more... It's, I, I mean, the way the league is now, it's, it could be looked at differently. But as a running back, your prize possession is let me run one in for a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, I feel like that would be more. Terry McLaurin's their best player uh, on, on the receiving end. But again, that like I mentioned before, the, taking that, that flag for holding and taking off the helmet by Donald Penn, which I didn't expect from because he's been in this league for a while. He has been, yeah. To do that. And he's kind of a, like a vet that everyone respects, um, especially you know, as a lineman and him doing that really cost the team and it kind of take took away some of the motivation as if, you know, a lot of motivation has been taken away all this season for the whole staff, as you could see from that video. Um, Jeremy Sprinkle, he got a touchdown on two receptions, but this dude dropped some, like, wide-open looks, too. So you can't blame Dwayne Haskins for that, everything. That's, uh, that's Mark's boy. The only uh, – he like he knows him. Mark loves that guy. So the main point I wanted to get to with the – yeah, he does love him. 
but he doesn't know Har- Harrison Smith. Uh, <laughs> what I really want to get into is the remainder of the Jets' regular season schedule because they could go on a run here if they play their cards right. So they have the Bengals coming up this week at 1 o'clock. They also have – no, the Raiders, sorry. I'm jumping to the next week after that. Uh, they have the Raiders this Sunday at 1 o'clock, which could be a tough game. But after that, they have the Bengals, the 0-10 Bengals. Uh, who the Raiders just versed, and they got out of that game 17-10, to 10, so it was pretty close. And after that, they have the Miami Dolphins. After that, they have the Jets on Thursday the night Raven, football. The Ravens, the Ravens. There are the Jets. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they have the Ravens on Thursday night football on December 12th on primetime. That should be a manhandling. I, I, I'm sure Vegas is going to have the the Ravens. Favorited by so much, you're going to win not even half a cent for betting on them. The, uh, Lamar Jackson's probably going to—they're going to put him in at running back, and they're going to put in the backup quarterback. But like also, that's a- no, yeah, because also the thing with the the Ravens so far this season is they're closing out games by halftime. Yeah. So imagine after the first quarter. Yeah, this is by half. I mean, they shouldn't even have Haskins out. RG three is going. That's to, late in the season. RG, they should be yeah, done. RG three is going to have. Starting quarterback numbers when this game ends because that's how <laughs> he's going to have a whole half put out. Yeah, exactly. Then they have the Steelers after that, and they finish with their final division game with the Bills. So, how many games could you see the Jets possibly winning in this stretch here? They're on a two-game win streak. I'd say two Raiders. at least, three absolute max. Two, three max is what I think too. Yeah, which would let which would make them end what because they're three and seven they right three, now. So they would have so they would be five. Five and, and eleven. Five and eleven. Yeah, or six and ten. One of the two. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, they go four and twelve. And yeah, the reason I brought that up is because last year they were in four and twelve, and then we yeah. ended up getting Quinn and Williams with that third pick in the draft. So that means even after all these signings, getting Le'Veon Bell, getting C.J. Mosley, you know, acquiring Demarius Thomas from well, the Patriots. Well, C.J. Mosley hasn't really played. Hasn't so. really played. No, but still at the same time. Some of the other guys are healthy. Offensively, yeah. offensive line is bad. But again, you have Le'Veon Bell. You acquired Jameson Crowder. You trade for Demarius uh, Thomas earlier mm-hmm. in the season. He got weapons. He likes Ryan Griffin, so Chris yeah. Herndon wasn't that too big of a loss. All that just to have the same record? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's it's. I think it's Well, not, you take it with a grain of salt, yeah, but at they the same time, time, it's like there was a lot of hype here. Well, yeah, there was a lot of hype. I mean, not as much hype as the Browns, but there was a lot of hype. Same, um, so almost the same amount, I would say. So it, it definitely hurts, and I feel like the same thing. The Jets and the Browns are in the same situation. Have they, uh, in a normal season with this record, no one would really be questioning it. They'd just be like, yeah, you know, that's like a typical record for these teams. Right. But since there was all that hype, there's disappointment behind it. That's true. Um, so I say we get this out of the way quickly. Falcons, Panthers. How are we right. feeling about this game my thoughts are just question marks. Like, you know that when you're looking on TV and it's like an animated thing and there's just question marks around their yeah, head yeah, being yeah. confused? That's me about the Falcons today. What is going on? See, I mean, yes, they're playing. Their defense is finally playing amazing. That's what it is, essentially. Their offense has always had that that talent. I mean, they were losing games with high scores because their defense wasn't able to make stops. And now Dan Quinn moves around some some pieces and starting to work out a little bit. Um, it was nice to see because, you know, Grady Jarrett's starting to come out. He just got paid this offseason, and we knew there was talent there, but for him to finally start getting some sacks and getting some pressure, it's nice. I mean, for anyone to be getting some pressure on that defense, it's 
It's nice. Vic Beasley started to kind of come out a little bit, and there were rumors he was going to be traded by the trade deadline. I still think they trade it. They move him at some point. Yeah, I mean they, they're well, not going to keep him. Well, this is the thing. He's been trying. They've they've experimented with him. He wasn't working as a DN, then they put him as an outside linebacker, then they put him back as a DN. They don't really know what to do with him, and uh, just overall, like then Trufant comes back for his first game in like four or five weeks, and he gets an interception in the end zone. Yep. Um, By the way, I think everyone got an interception this game. To be honest with you. Um, Kyle Allen has had like yeah almost he's as had many a rough pick, almost as many weeks. picks as Jameis has had in the past ten games. Yeah, he's had a couple couple f- rough few weeks. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think Trufant got one. Ricardo Allen got one. I'm not KZ got one. I have a question I'm not sure for about you. the last one. Quick question. Sure. This is the guy we're switch we're we're who's taking over the job for Cam Newton. Yeah, see, I said that. I said earlier on in the season, I was talking with Mark, and he was talking about it, and I said, I mean, in terms of a Falcons fan, I hope that they do this because that would help us out. Because, but, but McCaffrey but are we starting from scratch. You can't. Yeah, it's it's McCaffrey that's over. When they were on that five zero run or whatever that run they were on, that was McCaffrey. That's what it was. Now teams are adjusting and they're watching tape and they're fixing it. And McCaffrey's still doing well, but he's not exploding like he was. Right. And your running back cannot. He's not going to carry. You can't. You have can't him have him carry the team. That's no way. So there, eventually, like what happens was, if anybody watched the game, as you could see within the. Within the first quarter, it was a ten nothing deficit. The Panthers were already in. You so, can't be running the ball when that much when you're in a ten point deficit. So I'll mention it because I haven't yet. I, I just kind of given the gist of what I saw. But uh, this game ended twenty nine to three in favor of the Falcons. The Falcons are now three and seven, mm-hmm. and they're on a two game winning streak as well as the Jets. Same record and everything um, against the Panthers, who are now five and five and only put three points up on the board. Absolutely pathetic, especially considering that. It could have, this could have ended twenty nine nothing, yeah, because they got their three points in the in the final quarter. And I mean, it wasn't even like the Panthers on offense were kind of just punting the ball away. They were going for it a lot on fourth and getting stopped. They threw fifty times. Yeah, and yeah, no, you are no. you are throwing from behind. I get that. And and that's I, I feel like that's what happened. I mean, they the pass rush was getting the defense started to kind of lock down. I don't I haven't been watching the games too in depth, so I can't really give you like a whole analysis on the No, and this game was a wash. At yeah, halftime. so 20 nothing. So that's the thing. And I mean, I I mean, I'm happy that they're winning. It's a great thing that they're winning. It's a little bittersweet because we were expecting to have a pretty good draft pick and try to get somebody good um you guys are going to be in trouble on thanksgiving night oh yeah i I know that oh yeah they're they're looking for revenge uh again um like we mentioned before in the next upcoming weeks um everyone in this division will be versing each other not sure why it was so towards the end of the schedule that everyone's playing each other but anyway uh, um on sunday yeah uh the falcons will be taking on the buccaneers who have a tendency to be back and forth like they could look like the best team in the league and then turn into the absolute worst team of all time. It's a tough matchup. So it will be a tough matchup just that by that reputation yeah. alone. And then they have the Falcons on Thanksgiving yes, evening at 8 o'clock. I will make sure to put a nice parlay, which will not be in favor of the Falcons. But I, for, no. I don't think I told you. I ended up betting the Falcons' money line. And I told you I would never Did bet you the really? Falcons again. I just had a feeling. I'm just like, they're on a roll right now. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And, I, you know, it didn't hurt. It was just like little micro bets. But it turned into some big winnings because money line you win a lot more money um, when you bet the underdog, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, and then the Panthers, um, the following week after that, in the beginning of December. Yeah. Again, do you think this is the same outcome? Do you think Will Greer I, plays no, quarterback? I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be the same outcome. I think it's going to be a the closer same quarterback? game. 
That's uh, I, I think that 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 time is gonna have to tell that one. Look, there's only like three games after that. Yeah. So why I mean, wouldn't you just put Will Greer in? Yeah, I mean, you're not it, going anywhere. It, it, it's it would be pretty nice. I mean, wh- I mean, five and five isn't a bad. No, it's thing. it's not. I mean, what are the uh, the Saints are seven and two? Is that what they are? Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're only technically two games, three games out. Whatever it ends up being, that's that's not that you're not that out of it. No, you're really not. not. And I mean, the Saints. They've had some rough last uh, rough last two weeks, but I, they're gonna be just fine. But my question here too is, for the Falcons, I think that's what I was gonna say. I totally forgot what I was. Gonna, oh no, it's for the Panthers because uh, I mentioned the quarterback. Yeah, like we mentioned, I, pretty much, I'm sure Chicago has been making some calls over. They want Carolina. Him. They want him. And that would be a really good fit, especially if you know he comes back in tip-top shape. Because again, yeah. early on in the season he wasn't looking too good, but again the team wasn't looking too good either. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have a lot of you know weapons to work with other than McCaffrey. Because again, I think he was throwing to like Curtis Samuel, and he was like dropping passes. So these guys, he's he's never really had a solidified number one. He goes to the Bears. It's kind of the same situation, but he's worked with guys like you know Allen Robinson who. It could be really good given the right quarterback because he hasn't played with a good quarterback up to this point yeah, in his NFL career. Exactly. Taylor Gabriel was a downhill threat. He had to, he played with Ted Kinn Jr. at some point in his career, and now he's working with Curtis Samuel. Um, uh, you know, David Montgomery. Maybe he can reach his full potential and have that role with you know, like Christian McCaffrey did with Cam Newton too. They could be a great fit, but this com- it can come back to bite the Panthers because why are we starting from scratch with Kyle Allen, who looked good for what two games? Yeah. So why is this hype still there? That's what I don't really understand. I don't either. And do you think there should be a quarterback battle between him and Will Greer, or should they go for a quarterback? Because I, listen, yeah. their the record right now isn't even close to being in the in like. I mean, I mean, they're in the discussion of being in the top ten, but they're not going to be very high up there to grab a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I I think at this point they should just uh, like you said, the next time that they end up playing the Falcons in three weeks, I think you said it was. I feel like there should be a change in quarterback. There should be more of a competition and really see who... Because uh, I feel like Kyle Allen kind of has showed... He's had a decent amount of time to show what he can produce. And I feel like now it's only fair if he's not really working out. It's not the hot hand. Why don't you try someone else? Well, Greer's a stud. People forget. Like, yeah. Kyle I mean, the dude was an absolute animal. I mean, I think right now it's going to be kind of hard to... You're not really willing to just throw the white flag and say, okay, our season's over. Not now. Not At that five far. and five, you can't do that. No. You can't. But if they lose the next game or two, then maybe in three, four weeks they might be out of it and they're like all right you know maybe it's time to try to see what this guy's got 16 and 17 let's put in will greer and then we'll have a quarterback battle going next year but exactly i don't know it might be panic time um but it looks to me that it's already solidified that they're gonna move on from but but i feel like every year like the last two or three years i feel like the panthers have started off hot and end up awful they weren't even hot to start the season to be quite honest with you like like last year they went on like a they lost after like six game wins oh their schedule looks awful to end the season Oh yeah, this does not look that, good. That's gonna be. I mean, they have the Redskins that they could pro- they should end up taking, but they have the the Saints, the Redskins, the Falcons again, the Seahawks, the Colts, the Saints again. Ooh, that's a tough schedule. Maybe two wins out of there, maybe, possibly. That's gonna be hard. So that we're looking at maybe seven and nine, which still is not a bad record. When you think about it, seven and nine is still a respectable. That's what record. I'm saying. Like, so they're you're, not gonna you're be going to be going to have to be stuck with Kyle Allen and Will Greer because you're going yeah. to be in the mix of everyone else. In Un- the unless they give whatever, unless they trade, uh, unless Chicago Ooh, yeah, really I forget goes what down. They're going to have to get something out of Cam Newton. Yeah. Are we talking like an, a higher first pick? Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Oh, well, Chicago, the, even the Bears aren't like. Actually, I don't think Chicago even has their first round pick. 
I think they gave it up. They gave it up, yeah. Yeah, so that wouldn't even benefit. <laughs> they wouldn't even get it. Yeah, it would it be for change. like the next couple of years or something. Yeah. So that's going to be a complicated pick unless they get some players, but it's like, you, yeah, think, you're so, you think they're not giving up anyone over there? you kidding me? Exactly. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned before, the schedule doesn't look too good to end off the season. They have the Saints coming up next, uh, but then the Redskins after that, which should be a wash. So I think for fantasy owners, if you want to start Kyle Allen, go for it. But I thought that against the Falcons, it didn't work. So do it at your own risk. Um, they have the Falcons again on uh, December 8th. Uh, following that, they have the Seahawks, putting money down on the Seahawks. Then they have the Colts, putting money down on the Colts, and then the Saints. There's a big decision to be made there, whether to put Will Greer in the game, but that all depends on Ron Rivera. And it doesn't, he doesn't really seem like the guy to make weird switches towards the end of the season. I think he's just going to let it play out. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Falcons, because again, they won this game. It's just always a cause for concern to talk about the team that should have won and what went wrong. But Matt Ryan, again, doing the bare minimum but getting it done. Only one touchdown, over 300 yards passing through 31 times, only uh, completed 21. I expect it. I started Brian Hill. So did I. How come the number one running back doesn't get work every single time? I don't know. I mean, well, to be fair, he did get in the end zone, but I got called back. There was a hold. It did get called back. So he did technically get that goal line look, which Freeman, for some reason, wasn't But they only, getting, only but... usually get one goal line look. Yeah. And, of course, it was called back. But at the same time... You know, how are we getting 20 carries last week? But when you're up 29 to, you know, you're up 20 to nothing at halftime. Why are we not giving them the ball 27 times? Yeah. You guys don't need to do anything. Yeah, I mean, it's... And uh, we're talking by the third, 26 nothing. Yeah, I, I think the reason um, for that, I guess you would say, and why he didn't get as much is because he's essentially a third or fourth string, and then you had Calvin Ridley basically torching... The, the secondary of the Panthers. So, you know, the Falcons have a history of blowing leads, as we're all aware. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like you can't really – you can loosen up on that, that gas pedal, but you can't loosen up too much. What do you think of Calvin Ridley? He's stud. Stud. Stud, right? Stud. He can – he he plays well all around, but for some reason, it's whenever just, they play division games, he goes off. Yeah, it's just like a select few games that he's able to – to really get after it like this. Eight receptions, eight receptions, 143 yards in a touchdown. Julio gets some work too. Just under 100 yards receiving. Um, didn't Russell Gage get in the end zone? With that? Was they that got called, called back, back yeah, too? Yeah, I remember him scoring and yeah. uh, and they called it back. Um, but, you know, on to the next one for the Falcons. Two-game winning streak. It's just like... Yeah. And and I like I said, I mentioned before we started, if you go back in the podcast, you will hear me say... Quadre Allison? Yeah. Seriously? You, no, you, anyway, go ahead. You will hear me say that knowing my team, they'll just start winning towards the end of the season and ruin the draft pick. And essentially, that's what's happening. I mean, I'm, I'm not upset about it. I, I, like, I like that they're winning. It would be really upsetting if they oh, only had nice, one win... Real. It'd be really upsetting. It really would be. I would just, I mean, I was just depressed when yeah. they were just not winning. They I just still... turn around and it's like, it's just like, you know, Dan Quinn's almost out of a job. And then he comes around, kicks all the fans in and the they nuts. Ha- they haven't given up a touchdown in the last two games. They haven't. Where has this been? <laughs> like, I, I just I don't, don't understand. He just turns around, kicks you in the nuts, and just says, we're going to start winning. Like, I just, I, again, I'm happy that they're performing, but it's kind of like, why did it take a seven-game losing streak or whatever for this to happen? I just, I don't get it. Speaking of nuts, 
Let's give a little round of applause for our first ad read on the Franchise Tag NFL Podcast. And today, the Franchise Tag NFL Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Support for the Franchise Tag NFL Podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-bell grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That sounds pretty good, huh? Yeah. People forget, Manscaped was on Shark Tank, and I'm a big Shark Tank guy. Love Shark Tank. Love Shark Tank. Love it. Love it. And we love Manscaped. So, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. All right. Um, So, I want to tell you guys a quick story. Okay. So, a while ago, and I'm talking when I was very young, and I'm not sure what to do down there in my (laughs) nether regions. And, you know, sometimes... You just go a little too fast down there, and you, you just want to get the job done fast, and not, the next not, thing you know, you cut yourself. Not a good idea. And those are the delicates. You got to take care of those things. <laughs> has any, anything ever happened to you with that scenario? I feel like every guy has had to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, you just, for you know, you start growing hair. You don't realize. You're like, uh, do I want it? Do I not want it? I don't know what to do. And then, obviously, when you're a young teenager, you're not going to you go do, to your you're, parents. you're thinking about some other things. And I feel yeah. like now at our age, you start to care. You want it to be hairless down there. When you're younger, it's like, there's no reason for me to clean this yeah, up. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're, you're sitting there like, I'm a man now. Like, look at me. Unless you're getting with girls at like 13. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But <laughs> nowadays, the more and more we got to clean up down there, uh, it's just very messy. And luckily, we have Manscaped... Um, you know to help with that um that's why the revolutionary company manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag on your nuts where was this years ago i don't know but it's here now and i'm glad it is um it's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower that's a big plus i know a lot of them are not waterproof not a lot of waterproof and you can see guys trimming over the the toilet (laughs) and that's just never and that's always messy and you know (laughs) now in the shower you kill two birds with one stone by using that trimmer. Um, the Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which we were mentioning before, which makes up for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. How often do you hear companies promoting getting you smell good down there? Not many, right? No, not at all. No, not so at they're, all. Looking, they're looking to do all three of those things. And don't use the same trimmer on your face or using for your balls. That's just disgusting. Honestly, don't do that. I don't, I don't think we should have to tell you that. Keep it separate. <laughs> but, you know, people out there are just like, let me just throw some water on it and then start from scratch. Unfortunately, you're thinking in the back of your head that I'm these were just down there a minute ago. Yeah. So that's never a good idea. Keep them separate. Uh, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. So like, as I mentioned before, they're looking to keep you clean down there and also smell nice. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Yeah. They yeah. do. Men, they- if you like it or not, you could, it, you, you could deny it all you want, but it does. And you know when it does. You know, when you're just sitting there and you get that, that whiff of like, whoa, what and is that? you're like, that's me. That <laughs> is what I smell like. So uh, I love Manscaped for, for having this concept because there's really not a lot of companies, you know, that aren't aren't having this these type of, uh, you, you know, tactics to keep you clean and smell nice. Yeah. And I've mentioned over and over, it's just nice. It's just refreshing to hear that they would like to do that. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for their crop reviver this product along with the crop preserver keeps your balls from sweating smelling and sticking 
That's the worst when you're like sitting there and you're just yeah you're like sitting at typically it's like school because you're sitting in class <laughs> and you just can't find the right position you can't Never. just like you can't just like adjust your 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 nuts in the middle of class because it's like oh man everyone's gonna watch me do this especially like a hot day in the summer uh, school's yeah, almost oh, the out school smells like sweaty nuts puberty <laughs> is in the air in school and on top of that you have to deal with that all throughout the day and i, I mean th- this still occurs to grown men to this day i mean to to say that you're not dealing with that now you're a liar uh, you're a liar because listen you're you're getting dressed up for your internship slash workplaces and yeah in those pants you know sometimes you have leverage in sweatpants but not when dress it comes pants. to dress, dress, yeah, absolutely not. So that'll keep you from getting sweaty, smelly, and sticky, sticky down there. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. Uh, the perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade uh, those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped high performance anti-chafing boxer briefs chafing's never good no it's never it's never fun ne- never <laughs> never never fun so you this is definitely a great uh thing to have in the package here listen this all comes with the package by the way i don't know if i mentioned that before it's the perfect package 2.0. 2.0 everything i've mentioned up to this point will be in the package tis the season to manscape so get yourself your dad your brother and friends the best gift of all which is the manscape perfect package 2.0 and guess what you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you later. So, again, get 20% off and free shipping with, this co- with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Thank you, Manscaped. Thank you. Moving on here, anything else you want to add on the Falcons Panthers? That one's kind of just been. It, it was just. A, you know. I mean, it was just slaughter. There was a, really wasn't much. It was one side. They really. It was just. It's just one of those games on just, red zone that they're not going to play. It, it was just like, uh, thank you for showing us the defense that we've been looking for all season, just to put it when it doesn't matter. But you know what? Maybe this will translate into something next year. Are you? Proud, I doubt are it. you proud of your team, or would you have wanted to go like three and thirteen? I mean, it's it's a tough thing. Like I mentioned, it's it's tough. It's depressing when your team constantly loses. They're on a losing streak. It's really hard. I mean, I look forward to football season every year, and and to watch your team go through something like that, it kind of just kills it for you. Yeah, but they've ruined my prediction. Yeah, I mean, I expected thirteen and three, not well, the other well, way around. Two, yeah, two weeks ago when they played the Saints, I told you I was at FanDuel where you can make bets, and everybody was sitting there betting. There was Giants and Jets fans. Everyone hated me. I was the only Falcons fan in there, and everyone betted the Saints, and everyone hated me. I would hate you even more by knowing you because you're going into FanDuel not putting a bet down. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you, why not? You, you were there again just this past weekend, right? Yeah, I mean, I might I might eventually, but I just, I don't... You know how much... Listen, I want a couple bucks from the Falcons. You just got to play the game right. But can you imagine, like, that win out? If you bet that the Falcons would beat the Saints, can you imagine how much you would have made? Because they were, they were, like, they were not even close to being favored, the Falcons. Yeah. Not even in the slightest. Yeah. I didn't touch that game, but I almost did because the Saints yeah. are doing so well. Um, they 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 said yeah they are they're a great team but I'm putting money down Thanksgiving night like you have no idea I've gotten a lot of winnings um you know I'm actually gonna go over exactly what I won this weekend because uh, that game is included with that um and again I do micro bets like I tell you before I'm not big on putting three hundred dollars down all the time like as if I have another three hundred dollars to to have ready yeah. to go the next time around Mark um <laughs> so uh let's go over what I did here so um. I bet the Falcons money line. Wow. Won that. 
and that's risky. That is. And I got it. I bet I bet on the Texans. But that was just kind of like if I win, I may make a lot of money. I bet the Jets. You know why? Because why were they were the underdog? Yeah, I don't know why they on were on the road. I saw that. I don't know why they where were. Where it's not on the road, and that was easy money. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. You I don't get know. a lot of those, and for some reason, Vegas has been doing that lately. And I'll go over it in a second. But I bet the Chiefs on Monday as well. Um, but I cashed out because I put the remainder of what my balance was at the time. And I took my money back because here's what I did. All the winnings I got from those couple games, I put on the Patriots. Mm. And they also won. So I got double the money from there. I cash out from the Chiefs. And so I go back to the Chiefs, put all my winnings on the Chiefs, all of them. Wow. And I won. So I double again. And so immediately I saw this week, for some reason, the Seahawks are underdogs on the road in Philadelphia. Listen, Nelson Aguilar can't catch. That's enough. And no one's blocking Jadavian Clowney. No one. Russell Wilson is still in the discussion for MVP. People are forgetting because Lamar Jackson is an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. But he's still in the discussion. Only two picks this season. He just beat one of the best teams in the league right now, being the 49ers. So, yeah. you know, I would even go on record and saying I would, I would bet the Seahawks probably for the remainder of the season, just depending on the matchup. But I'm talking like they have some games coming up where – you could easily just put $300 down if you want and make a lot of money. That's what our buddy Mark's doing. Every single week, yeah. he's, he's betting the, the Seahawks, like secretly. I know. And then he shows us his winnings. You know, know what I mean? Um, and I also did a five-team parlay. And I bet very early because I figured if the odds change, yeah. it's better if I do it quick, quicker. Um, I did five teams. And they're all no one, none of what I picked is really bold here. Um, <laughs> but I only put a couple bucks down um just to win, just to win you know triple my money up a little bit but i bet the raiders against the jets i think it's wake up time wake up it's a wake up call for the jets now yeah. it's time to get up and you know smell the flowers and know that you are a bad team and the raiders are still competing for a playoff spot so yeah. you they're not they're not they're not looking to improve from last week they're looking to keep a playoff spot available for them um and then i bet the pittsburgh steelers against the bengal's cuz bengal's are awful so I think that was an easy yeah, choice I, for me I, there. I, yeah. This would be the week, though, that the Bengals go 1-10, though. Oh, it totally would Easily. be. Um, but we'll see what happens. But I also bet the Browns over the Dolphins. Yeah. You know, I don't even have to go into explanation there. Then I bet the, the Lions over the Redskins. Jeff Driscoll? That's a tough it's, one to... People have been saying that. I don't think so. I feel like that's a tough one to uh, to pick. I don't know how I feel They're about at that. Washington again. They're so bad at home. They're so bad in general. It doesn't so matter where in, it is. They're bad in general, but they're just they're bad at home too because it's not their home stadium, basically. Yeah. I, I Jeff Driscoll hasn't looked too bad, so he hasn't. But it's I don't know. I'm just I'm not too uh, too high on on the Lions. And they're not looking too bad to me. They're not great though. I mean, you don't have to be great to beat the Redskins. Not at all. The, I miss Matt, I miss that, Matt Stafford though. But yeah. Last game, I got the Saints over the Carolina Panthers. There's no way that should they yeah, lose to them. That should happen. They have a way better defense than the Falcons. Are you kidding me? Falcons got four picks. I know that that should happen. That definitely should, should. be an absolute manslaughter. Um, so again, that's just a small little bet I made to make some money, and then come Thanksgiving, like I mentioned before, that parlay is going to be super sweet, and I hope <laughs> I hit on all of them. I um, pick games that we don't have to talk a lot about. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Just, just get them out of the way. Uh, I, I at least want to be interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, listen, we're not going to go over the Bills and the Dolphins. The Dol- the Bills just came off a they loss. Slaughtered a- they're a winning team, way better than the Dolphins will ever be. Um, Josh Allen looked really, really good. No interceptions. Yeah, see, this is this is just something I'm going to look at the camera and say, I know you're not listening, but thank you, Josh Allen. Thank you, John Brown, for winning me my fantasy Yeah, week. Chris went over this with me before... The- Thank you. We started this, and I wasn't even watching this game for two seconds. The only thing I saw from this game was uh, Jakeem Grant returning that touchdown. Yeah. That was 100 yards. But other than that, I wasn't watching. So. Yeah, I wasn't. I just kept seeing the red zone updates, and every time I saw it, it was like, pass, uh, Josh Allen either ran the touchdown in or threw to John Brown, and I was loving my life. It was awesome. Yeah, Josh Allen also had – he had four touchdowns total, also one on the ground like you mentioned before. This game ended 37-20. to um, The Bills are now 7-3. and who would have thought but you know they're a better team than people make them out to be it's just a yeah their schedule last year wasn't as great as their schedule is now yeah um what do they have remaining in the season uh looking pretty t- a little tough i mean the broncos they just gave up they just pulled a, a falcons and g- yeah. gave up a huge lead over to the vikings to give them yeah. a victory um but then they have the cowboys after that ravens steelers patriots doesn't look good up that's to, gonna up be a hard three game yeah stretch. They, they have a really tough stretch coming up they may break even and even up their winning total yeah i mean it, it's gonna be tough but they did give uh they did they did almost beat the patriots last time i mean i know that that patriots happen, suck but... in division so yeah I they're don't... just not good in division <laughs> Um, anyway, Josh Allen's an absolute stud. I think he's the second best quarterback to come out of that draft behind Lamar Jackson, I would say. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know if you saw, but uh, Chris Sims, his evaluation of that draft, he put Lamar Jackson first, Josh Allen second, um, I think Sam Donald third, and he didn't even mention Josh Rosen. <laughs> and up to this point, he's not wrong. I mean, yeah, Rosen hasn't even really played. He hasn't really given much of an opportunity. No, and, and it just came out right before we started the podcast that they're going to continue to play Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Poor You're screwing him over. You're Poor screwing Rosen. him. And I don't know what the Dolphins are going to do now because it looks to me unanimously that the Bengals are going to get that number, number one pick. Oh, yeah. They can keep trying all they want, but Ryan Finley isn't going to get you any wins, and even playing Andy Dalton isn't going to get you wins, and they're and, playing uh, Ryan Finley. And Tua's out. I was just gonna say that's a big that's a big issue now. No more tanking for Tua. Yeah. Forget so, about it. So that's uh so what is it now? Uh you could still take him if you want to risk it, it. Burrow now? Who would you think is the number one? Burrow. Yeah, that's what I figured. So this is gonna be it's, He would be all right on it the just Bengals. shook everything up now. If AJ Green stays, I think he'll be good with uh you know, him and Burrow have I mean, a good AJ Green hasn't played when? When is the last time he played for the Bengals? <laughs> Not counting preseason. That's like the or anything. story of his career though. Yeah, he so. really hasn't played in a very long. But um, I don't think you can take Rattua anymore. But if you want to nope. take the chance, he's supposedly supposed to get a full recovery from he a dislocated is. hip. But he's had like five surgeries. Yeah, a lot, of, a few of them were on his ankle though. They weren't like ankle, quad, yeah. something like that. Who knows if that translates over into the NFL? You know what I mean? And then they'll continue to tank, and they'll end up screwing Josh Rosen up even more. Yeah, I don't even know what's gonna happen with him. I don't even know if I want to get into that. No, it's but no one's looking for a quarterback right now, and we're talking like Mariota and Winston. They're losing their jobs, and they're going, and they're reasonable backups if they go anywhere. So it's kind of like, where is Josh Rosen gonna go? Yeah, it's he. He might go down as one of. He's gonna be like Ryan Leaf, where he just didn't amount to anything. 
Dang, I like Josh Rosen too. He wasn't even I know, bad he, at, at he UCLA. He wasn't at all. It's it's sad to watch it happen, but I I hope he gets a break and some team actually utilizes him. Well, but at I least a team with right a good now. front office. Yeah, I just don't see it right now. Yeah, and it's even he worse been him in, looking back at the Cardinals because they're looking just fine. He would have been an interesting candidate to go to like the Broncos, for example, having Elway in charge. That would have been interesting, but it's not going to happen. Still could. I mean, still could, but they're waiting for Drew Locke to get better. But I don't think Vic, yeah. Fan, Vic Fangio doesn't like him. Yeah, so that's always, he's been that's like not talking smack about Drew Locke since after he was drafted. Because in the preseason, he's like, yeah, he's not ready to be the starter. Like, yeah. not even close. Yeah, because I guess he wants to stick to Flacco, and then Flacco didn't work out. Now it's Brandon Allen. It's just a mess. It's like, a mess as usual for the Broncos. It's been years though. How have you not figured it out up to this point? I know. Ever since Peyton left, they've had issues there. What but... if they pull another Paxton Lynch and reach for a quarterback in the draft? <sighs> I would just – I think they need to stop looking at someone else as being the answer and fix what you have. Clearly, looking for somebody else is not the answer because they've been trying that for the last couple of years. It's not working out for them. So they need to just ha- work with what they have, fix it, and build them up. That's kind of what, my advice. To that. That's what yeah. I think. So let's go back to this game a little bit. So Devin Singletary, 15 carries, 75 yards. He's a really good passing down back as well, but only had one reception for four yards. Uh, Frank Gore, um, I guess splitting the carries, but he only had 27 yards. He started off hot, and then I guess they're trying to involve Devin Singletary a little more. I already mentioned to you last week if you think Devin Singletary is the guy, and I think you said, yeah, he's capable of it. Yeah. Um, and Frank Gore is going to be leaving after this year, so who knows if they stick with Singletary or pull. Um, you know, I was going to say the the Bears, were by by signing uh, like a guy like a Mike Davis who isn't on their team anymore, but doing something like that when you already drafted David Montgomery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're gonna have to see. I, I assume they're gonna go another running back just to kind of help him out a bit. Yeah. Um, instead of giving him all the work. Uh, we have John Brown, like I mentioned before, who thanked a second ago. Nine receptions, 137 yards, two touchdowns, 15.2 yards per catch. Dude's a stud. He's I just... didn't even draft him. I found him like week five and saw that he was averaging like. 50 to 70 yards well, a week. Well, he wasn't bad last year either. No, he wasn't. With, with Flacco. He was no. just that deep threat that was really good. And and that's what I said. I was looking through fantasy. I was like, I, might, I could use another receiver, maybe some depth. And I was looking, and I saw that he was averaging like 50 to 70 yards. And in my head, I said, hey, if he starts getting touchdowns, that's a good week for a receiver. And yeah. that's that's what he's been doing. He's been putting up a lot of yards or a decent amount of yards and a touchdown or two, and it's working out pretty well for me. So I mean, it was also against the Dolphins. Well, yeah, I mean, it's that that's going to happen. That's why my team went off. I, Expect, had I wouldn't Allen, start uh, until uh, the last week of the season <laughs> because due to that schedule I just read. I mean, you. I'm not starting Josh Allen or him this week because they're going against Denver and they have a decent pass defense. So so when things go bad, it only gets worse for the Dolphins. Uh, Mark <laughs> Walton was arrested. Yeah. For beating up a pregnant woman, yeah. So, that's that's awful. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite considering just... that he was taking the spot of um, what's his name who just left, Kenyon Drake, who's now with the Cardinals, and that's a mess and, over there too because they're yeah. not using David Johnson. We'll get into that a little later, but um, yeah, they have Kalen Balaj who got a touchdown on nine carries, nine yards. <laughs> uh, Jakeem Grant who had a rushing touchdown, but he also had the return touchdown. Um, Devontae Parker, at least he's getting some work in. Seven receptions, 135 yards. Ryan Fitzpatrick, no touchdowns, no picks. But it's just kind of like, all right. <laughs> you know, like, what are you going to do about the Dolphins? It's just they're, they're, of course, when things get worse for them, too, it just gets worse and worse, especially with the draft thing that I mentioned before. Anyway, yeah. congrats to the Bills. We're going to to see what happens. And, you know, they have a tough schedule coming up. So, um, 
Let's talk the return of Nick Foles. Who wasn't, wasn't much. Did lose in his return. Um but he did have two touchdowns and a pick. Um and, and guess who those two touchdowns were to? DJ Chark. Yeah, so they ended up losing thirteen to thirty three against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, division game. Uh, the Colts are now six and four with the return of Jacoby Brissett as well. I forgot to mention. Um, but yeah, Nick Foles comes back, and I wouldn't count him out. I think he's going to have a good uh, stretch, you know, towards the end of the season. I think he's going to be uh, all right because again, he goes he goes up against the Titans, and the Titans are now you know they're fighting a little bit, and then they have the Buccaneers, Chargers who are bad, and the, the Raiders, Raiders after that, yeah. and who are they're still question mark to me because I think they're good, but they're also bad at the same yeah. time. Falcons, and who knows if they still go on that roll or if not. And then the Colts again. So he might go on a stretch here. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Leonard Fournette. I know I said he was getting better and better, but if you're falling behind like this, you're not going to hand the ball off. He only had eight carries, 23 yards. DJ Chark gets the two touchdowns. He is a stud, and that goes without questioning here. But uh, the Colts on the other side, um, they're going through it right now because Marlon Mack had 14 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown, but he broke his hand. Yeah. So he's going to be out for a while. Um I don't think T.Y. Hilton's going to be back for their division game on Thursday night against the Texans. And he loves to destroy them. And he does. So it's like, first of all, you don't have Andrew Luck. Second of all, you don't have your best running back in the game. And last, you don't have the guy that absolutely tears up their secondary, which is T.Y. Hilton. It's going to be a tough game. So would you say the Texans win that game? I think with T.Y. Hilton After getting slapped. By yeah. the Ravens, I, I think I think by uh, the T.Y. Hilton not playing, I think that's going to be a tough. Uh, it's going to be a tough, winnable game for them. Oh yeah, definitely. So Jacoby Brissett comes back, throws a pick and an interception, doesn't get over 200 yards passing. Um, it looks like they're running the ball a lot with Jonathan Williams too, so it looks for him to get a, a lot of work uh, coming up now in Marlon Mack's absence. Um, um, in the receiving game, we're using guys like. Zach Pascal, Marcus Johnson, Jonathan Williams, Eric Ebron's not getting the ball that much. Neither is um, Jack Doyle. Um, he didn't so get it at all. It's like I honestly, I think everyone, everything has fallen in place for the Texans to win this game um, because you lose the player that got you all that yardage, which is Marlon Mack, and yeah, you know Marcus Johnson, cool. He was, you know, a red zone. He was a red zone threat for them to use, but what exactly? are you going to do to tear down this Texans team if they get going really well, get going offensively? Cause they didn't, they put up seven points on yeah. Sunday against a team that put up 41 on them, which was the Ravens. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, now that I think about it that way, I might put money on the Texans. Go for it. I'll go for it. Sure. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, Texans, let's just get into that a little bit. Cause that was a blowout. Um, my screen went white. Uh, let's go back to that. I guess you don't want to show me this game. Are you all right? Oh my no. Oh no. Camera died. Camera died. Looks like we're only putting audio out this week, which is all right. Um, even better, my screen doesn't want to work. So I guess everything's going wrong here. Uh, go let's up, go try, up. Yeah, let's try that again. There we go. So we got the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. I knew this score because it already showed me. But the Ravens ended up winning this game 41-7 to against the Texans, who aren't bad, but looked pretty bad in this game yeah because the game the game again the game was over by like the third quarter it's just was a wrap for it was, it was yeah it was, yeah it didn't look good from the jump um the baltimore ravens are now eight and two texans have a big game coming up this week against the colts who i think are going to win this game deshaun watson 18 for 29 169 yards in an interception 
just didn't look too good. Um, Carlos Hyde gets a touchdown on nine carries, 65 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, this is the big thing I wanted to talk about. He had seven receptions, 80 yards, should have had a touchdown. Why? Because there was pass interference. Oh, yeah. They challenge it, doesn't get overturned, and DeAndre Hopkins takes to Twitter to absolutely just go off on the refs and the league and how they're not doing a good job of implementing this rule. What do you think of that? Because to me, it was like, how is that not It was very clear. Very clear as pass interference. And if this is what we've been suspecting, that the, the refs are just kind of not calling it because they don't want this rule to be in place and they're trying to basically get it out, I don't think that's right at all. I feel like, you know, there's decisions that you need to be made and there are rules that get made and you need to stick by them. And there was clear evidence. I understand that it's going to be very hard because there are things like turnovers, like fumbles, for example, or or a catches like I understand that if you have to overturn it there has to be clear-cut evidence yeah that that need that in order to overturn it otherwise they're going to stick with the play with the call on the field which that's always happened I understand that but this was clear-cut evidence that this was not mm-hmm. that this was the wrong call this this was completely interference and I mentioned this before and we mentioned this all the time I don't think the league is going to be over overturning it unless it's to the extent of what happened in that Saints Rams game but at the same time in in Washington, with the Jets and the and the Redskins, they overturned the pass interference call on the Demar- Demarius Thomas. So it's like there yeah. has to be a fine line here. If we're not going to overturn it at all, then coaches shouldn't be throwing the flag. But if there's an absolute chance that there could be, you could overturn it and give your team a better chance to to score. Like you have every right to throw the flag in that scenario because they would have ended up at the one yard line. And that's the thing they they're trying to discourage these coaches from throwing the flags because you lose a challenge, and they're kind of looking at it as. Like, well, do do no here? one's overturning it, so I don't know if I want to take that risk. When in reality, it should be called. Like, if you guys, like, if the league is going to say, like, if it's not to the extent of, you know, what happened with New Orleans and L.A., then we're we're going to overturn it. But how come out of nowhere Demarius Thomas gets it turned over? Yeah, so it's like... It's- now that's going to make it even worse because now coaches are going to want to throw more flags. You're just going to see the same thing happen over and over where only one in a hundred are going to get yeah, turned exactly. over. Yeah, exactly. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. So DeAndre Hopkins was not happy about that, but I don't think it would have made much of a difference. They got absolutely manhandled this game also. Um, yeah, I, again, not, not going to mention much on this game. It's kind of like looking forward into next week, what's going to happen with the Texans. I think they're going to be just fine against the Colts. Oh, yeah, um, but um, I might be I might be wrong. Speaking uh, about I, that, I just got a notification that T.Y. Hilton, Hilton he's yeah. listed as a full participant in practice today. Yeah. So that's looking so, promising that he could be playing. Yeah. Bad news for the Texans. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's not Andrew Luck throwing to him. You know what I mean? That's true. That is true. But at the same time, T.Y. Hilton just has that magic when it comes to playing the Texans. For some reason, For yeah. some reason. And it's very interesting because both of those teams are tied at 6-4. and four. Um, yeah, this is a big game. This could be a very a, big game. It's a very big game. So it should, that should start off the season very well. Please don't swing helmets at people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Ravens have uh, the Rams, 49ers, Ooh. Bills, Jets, Browns, Steelers to finish off I the feel season. Like their last two games, I feel like, or three games they should take home. I feel like the other three are going to be a little harder to win. They're, they, I'm not saying they're not going to win, but they're going to be harder. They're going to be more of a fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough because the 49ers are looking to hold on right now because um, – hold on, I'm getting a, call. getting a call right now. Let me take that off. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, the 49ers right now, their record is – They have one loss. One loss right now. 
But looking at their schedule right now too, they got the Packers. The That's going to be an Saints, amazing game. Falcons, and again, the Falcons want to win now, so that sh- that shouldn't be a, a gimme game. And the Rams, um, and then the Seahawks. They got a tough yeah. schedule. This is really going to show if they were the team they were. Yeah, they're a legit um, contender. They're a pretender. Oh man, this is going to be. But yeah, the Sunday night game that you just mentioned, where the 49ers are playing the Packers, I think that's going to be an amazing game. 49ers Packers, yeah, me too. That should be very interesting. Um, that should be tough because b- both defenses are pretty tough. So how are these these run games going to look a little weird? But yeah, we'll get into that in a second because we got to pick up the pace a little bit here. So we have the Cowboys um, playing the Lions. playing the Lions, and listen, Dak Prescott wants forty million a year. Should he, get, no, should he get it? No, but okay. I've heard that from everyone. No one should get it, right? Uh, he was 29 for 46, 444 yards, three touchdowns. He's getting everyone involved um, because Randall Cobb in the past two games has had over 100 yards receiving. He's been receiving. doing well, yeah. He's been doing very well. Same with uh, Michael Gallup. He's looking to involve him a little more as well. You know, when push comes to shove, if nothing's going on in the, in the running game, he goes to pass and he's doing fine. It's not like he's throwing a bunch of picks. He's been doing okay. I would say he should go the Russell Wilson route when it comes to contracts and try to take less years and try to make more money because I think he's the only quarterback to touch 35 mil right now, which is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And 40 mil, uh, I don't know about that. I don't think that he, I don't think he's proven enough in order to get that because if you're going to be the highest paid quarterback and no one has ever come near that number, I feel like you really need to be able to differentiate yourself from the pack. And I feel like right now he, he hasn't really done that. We'll take a look at them, their schedule as well. So they have a big matchup coming up against the Patriots. Um, following that is the Bills are a tough defense. The Bears are tough as well on prime time. But who knows? You know, things things can go either way there. Um, and then you have the Rams after that. Eagles uh, after that as well, who they versed not too long ago, but they completely smacked them on prime time. And then the Redskins end off the season. So he has a little bit of a test coming up, but it's nothing he can't handle, I don't think. Um, but yeah, Zeke Elliott had, had 16 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown on the ground, but he only just under averaged three point, uh, no, 2.8 yards per carry. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup didn't have a touchdown this game, which was weird because I, I thought he did. He just had a ton of yardage. Yeah, I think I was just thinking the fantasy numbers. I thought he had a touchdown. Um, Tony Pollard gets in the end zone too. Um, so yeah, every, everyone's getting involved here. For the Lions, however, they're fighting, uh, but you have to take a grain of salt too because you know they don't have a running back. They don't have a quarterback. And their quarterback Jeff Jeff Driscoll's been doing okay. He only passed 15 times, um, but he no he only completed the ball yeah. uh, completed his passes 15 times um, on 26 attempts to over just over 200 yards passing, two touchdowns. Um, Bo Scarborough. He's the uh, he was the talk of the game. He was the talk of the game a couple years back, and then nothing happened. But it's I think he, this is where he gets his opportunity to shine. But unfortunately. It's not your spot once. No, uh, yeah, it's it's not. He's not going to be once. Carry on comes. I mean, back. maybe this is a kind That's, of a competition for a new team to see how he performs, and maybe another team will pick him up. I guess but so, but he's not going to be that guy going no, forward. Not at all. For some reason, Jeff Driscoll only likes Marvin Jones when you have <laughs> Kenny Galladay on the team. I just don't understand that. And it was kind of in garbage time with Kenny Galladay. He had zero receptions for zero yards late in the game until he had his one reception for thirty-four yards. Um, but yeah, he just really likes Marvin Jones in the end zone. He's just a good red zone threat to him. I mean, hey, whatever works, but um they're fighting until the end. They're three six and one now, but um it's a very tough three six and one because a lot of their games could have gone either way. Yeah. And they're still fighting without their best positions right now. And uh you know, you know, props to the Lions for fighting out there. 
Seriously, because Matt Stafford's going to be out for at least six weeks. I'm hearing it, it yeah. could be less than that, but it's bro- we're talking broken bones yeah, in the back. Yeah, that's not never good, never, never good, good at all. Don't rush back, seriously. I mean, you're getting paid all that money, yes, and he is a fighter, and he did lose that winning streak of him playing all, all those games, and he was looking to battle through that injury, and I think an hour before kickoff, it, he yeah, just wasn't happy. right before. Right before. So, you know, shout out to Matt Stafford, but take your time coming back, seriously. Um Let's talk Saints Buccaneers for a second. So the Saints came in angry. I don't blame them. After that loss to the Falcons. I don't blame them. They beat the Buccaneers 34 to 17. The New Orleans Saints, who should be 9 and 1, are now 8 and 2. But that's besides the point. Then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 3 and 7. That's when the stat came out that Jameis Winston has thrown 18 picks in 10 games. Yeah, and he's only, and he has 19 touchdowns. That's really bad. Uh, his stat line was 30 for 51, 313 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. He's not making his case very well that he should get paid. No, and I mean, I actually did some, I looked up his stats after uh, I heard about the picks and I looked up how many fumbles he's actually lost. He has 11 fumbles on the season and he's lost four of them. So in total, he has 22 turnovers this season through 10 games. He's averaging two a game. You really can't keep a guy like that. That's on, not on your roster. You don't win when you do that. You 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 can't be giving up the ball, averaging two times a game, and expect to win games. But it's, I don't. Th- it's very hard. But the the reality of it is, I don't think they move on from him. I I think they hold on to him. For I think they sign him to a deal, not, nothing like crazy to put him in the top ten or something like that. But I think he gets paid just because of their situation right now. Like how are, like we're not in a position right now to go grab a quarterback at the moment unless we look forward into the future like another two years because they're not going to they're not going to get Burrow they're not going to I mean maybe they get a guy like Fromm or someone in there like there's a couple options at quarterback but in all honesty like are any of those guys going to be your savior for this team or are you just picking quarterbacks just out of just because you basically don't have one like, yeah I mean it's going to be for tough the, I think for the Buccaneers if you absolutely need a quarterback go for it but if you don't I feel like you don't have to force someone to come in and try to fix this because that's not going to help. I think Bruce Arians knows that. I think he knows more than that. But if you're going to pay Jameis, just be careful here. Well, it's going to be hard because I don't think Jameis is going to take a shorter term. I'd say the shortest term he takes is maybe three or four years. He's not, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not going to take a, a short term deal. I, so think they, I think point, they give him a deal that it doesn't hurt them if they bring someone in to take the job, you know? Yeah, something not too heavy. I mean, a lot of teams have to face that. Like, you got to pay guys money even though you're not playing them, you know? So, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens, but I think they're going to end up re-signing Jameis 100%. Uh, Chris Godwin, um, still a reliable target for him. Uh, Peyton Barber is getting a lot of work now, which I thought, I thought, I mean, the world thought, because Bruce Arians comes out and says Ronald Jones is going yeah. to get a lot of the work. He doesn't get a lot of work in the passing game. He didn't no. get a lot of work on the ground, but Peyton Barber still reaches the end zone. Again, it's all game plan. None of these guys really did well at all, but it's like, Shouldn't the guy you're starting end up in the end zone? Just saying. Yeah, um, and uh, O.J. Howard still hates kids. <laughs> wasn't this the, the game? Yeah, he had like the behind-the-back and, catch and, <laughs> and then threw it in the air. Right that, to an interception. I don't think that should count for Jameis Winston. That was bad. <laughs> that was all – I mean, it wasn't a good throw because it was behind his back. But it just was But just the fact weird... that O.J. Howard just didn't just let the ball go and make it an incomplete pass rather than an interception looking bad on both, both ends <laughs> – with Jameis Winston and and OJ Howard looking bad, OJ Howard hates kids. 
Um, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, it, it's a tweet. It's a joke that you know he tweeted a little while ago that every catch he makes, he'll donate a hundred dollars to some child children's charity. Yeah, and, so, and he hasn't had many catches. So we're just not making that statement. I don't know where there's there's a backstory behind it. But um, Cameron Braid had ten ten receptions, seventy three yards. I think at that point he's like, I'm gonna stop throwing picks and just pass to my old tight end here. <laughs> Um, Mike Evans, four receptions, 69 yards. He is the number one receiver in fantasy at the moment. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that. Not a, not a great week for him. No, not a great week, too, but not a great week for anyone because, again, the Saints are com- were coming in hot. We had Drew Brees, 28 for 35, 228 yards, three touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, 13 carries, 75 yards. He's been iffy on the ground, I would say. He hasn't done well these past couple games. No. But Michael Thomas, absolute stud. Eight receptions, 114 yards with touchdown. I think he leads um, in the – in uh, receptions, um, and yards, and yards and for yards. Uh, like I think a wide receiver his at this point in his career. What is he now? It's definitely twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, it's definitely in receptions. He has a hundred and twelve already. That's ridiculous. Um, I always forget to show clips, but uh, we're gonna get to that after I go over this game because I really want to go over this real quick. Um, Jared Cook gets a touchdown as well. Uh, so does Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. Wasn't one of them almost called back? From what I remember, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure. I don't remember. No, no, watching. it was Jared Cook who like made some crazy catch. It was like over like over the like oh yeah over yeah. the no, top. Yeah, that, about, yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah, that was very interesting too. And of course, their defense goes off on all these picks. And at the end of the day, the Saints were just looking for blood this game. They were just saying like you know we lost last week, embarrassing. Let's absolutely embarrass this next team. They got the Panthers coming up. Falcons, 49ers after that. Colts. Titans Panthers to end off their season so it looks okay for them they're just gonna have to hold on they definitely have a a playoff spot um, ahead of them though but back to the clips that I didn't show um I wanted to talk about Lamar Jackson but most importantly um Mark Ingram who absolutely loves Lamar Jackson he's just a big fan of his work uh let's hear what he has to say this might be my favorite video of all time the MVP front runner if anybody else gotta say something different about that then come see me I'm right here in more outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. Big trust. I'm with you. I'm with you. New era eight apparel. Hey, this man. Lamar, how are you going to downplay MVP talk? I love that clip. That might be my favorite of all time. Mark Ingram was never this outspoken with the Saints. Like he did say, "Oh, look at the details." Like do that. He didn't do mu- but this he, much. But he didn't do this. He I lo- mean, it's it's kind of hard not to like Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Um, I want to look at this clip uh, with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson on passing for four touchdowns in multiple games this season. Uh, here's what he said. That's a good stat. I like that stat. You know, I'd rather throw than run it. You know, like I said before, since I'm a running back, you know, they gonna still say whatever they gonna say. Um, but yeah, we just gonna keep doing doing us, you know, each and every week. Um, keep building. It's a brotherhood going on here, and um, we just feeling great right now. This guy better stop lying every week, saying he'd rather throw the ball than run it. Cause I know, the second the ball snaps, and I know the game plan is towards him running, but. He knows he has wheels and he's gonna use them. Yeah, it's. it's I know for a fact this guy likes running. He he That's definitely such a lie. does. He definitely does. I mean, 
and he's it's great to watch. He's just fun to watch. Each week you see him with one of these like amazing spin moves, breaking free, running past guys. It, it's amazing. So I just wanted to go over the NFC playoff picture at the moment after 11 weeks. And the number one spot is the 49ers, who are nine and one. The Packers are eight and two. The Saints are eight and two as well. The Cowboys are six and four. Seahawks eight and two at the number five spot. Um, then the Vikings take the number six spot at eight and three. The Rams are in the hunt right now at six and four. Eagles and the Panthers as well at five and That's five. just ridiculous. The NFC is absolutely stacked. Those are jeez. Yeah, they're... to think that you could have like you have four losses right now and you're not even in the playoffs is ridiculous. You can't even say the AFC is better. There's no way. You could you could say the the Patriots all you want, but these all these teams are pretty dominant. Yeah. Imagine Tom Brady versing these guys all year. You know what I mean? He would not be, especially the way he's been playing this year, he would not be doing as great. No, definitely not. He's not playing well at all right now. So he's going to stay on my fantasy bench until he throws to Julian Edelman two touchdowns <laughs> and throw to Muhammad Sanu and, you know, who else they got? You know, he, he's been throwing to, what's his, they've been throwing to Ben Watson, Nikhil Harry's back. He only had like two receptions because he just got back from injury. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the Broncos-Vikings. What do you think of this? I was fully expecting Vikings fans to go absolutely ape on this game because it was 20 nothing at halftime. I was watching that game, and I was in disbelief when I saw the score at half. I was like, there's no way that this is real. I mean, lo and behold, it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the first half, the Broncos played out of their minds. Cortland Sutton was playing in phenomenal. He was just uh, it was just catches like the there's two people there. Yeah. How was he randomly catching these? It, it was just didn't make yeah. sense. And he was doing them on Xavier Rhodes as well, who's a respectable He has not had a good DB. year. He's been he has not really played. bad this year. Um Brandon Allen had 17 completions on 40 attempts. That's really bad. He had you a mean, touch he had a touchdown on a pick. Quentin Sutton even threw the ball. He was doing everything. Yeah, he was just like, give me the ball, I'll do it myself. Uh Philip Lindsay doesn't get into the end zone. Uh he shares the ball with Royce Freeman still. And they still like to use Royce Freeman at the goal line, which gives me a lot of concern for Philip Lindsay. I just think Fangio rather use two than just one. I figured he want to use what he has, but Cortland Sutton's a stud, bro. Like yeah, he he's really doing is. this with Brandon Allen right now. If everything clicks on all cylinders with Drew Locke. And I hopefully he loves Cortland Sutton because apparently that offense does, but it just yeah. depends on who he gets along with the most. I mean, we had Tim Patrick who came back from IR to put up 77 yards in, in the receiving game, and then mm-hmm. Noah, Noah Fant is getting more involved as the quarterbacks make changes because Joe Flacco didn't like Noah Fant, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they started off hot and then went off the rails. I just think Minnesota is a better team than that, but that yeah. is an issue for concern with me because you can't let up 20 points at half because a lot of teams, like, not that aren't the the Broncos are going to keep that lead. Yeah, they're going to keep that lead. They're going to keep scoring, or they're going to manage the ball better. Whatever the case is, uh, they have the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. You definitely can't do that to the Seahawks. Definitely ne- can't do that. Yeah, and this is uh, next week. Um, they're on a bye. No, no. They yeah, yeah. Just, I thought they were just on a bye. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they are on a bye. My mistake. So they have the Seahawks on Monday Night Football coming up, and then they have the Lions division game. Lions are Lions don't have a quarterback or running back, so I guess you can tell how that ends. <laughs> Chargers are bad, but they're also on prime time. Why are the Chargers on prime time all the so, time? I don't know. I don't know because they're bad. I guess it was because they're both they're supposed to be good. By the way, with the Chargers, they're gonna have to pay Philip Rivers after the season because that's the main reason why Melvin Gordon held out. Yeah, and he has been awful. He, yeah. He, By the way, I forgot to tell everyone, I did really, really well in predicting what was going to happen 
against with the you with yeah, the Chiefs. Very specific uh, with with the Chiefs and um and the Chargers in Mexico City. Here, I have it on my phone, so I'm not going to play it on the computer. But here is what I said about this game and what's exactly going to happen. I got you guys down in. Uh, in you got Mexico. at least two interceptions, so you'll be. Listen, right. I'll take one. I think you got two in the bag. Easily. Uh, listen, I'll take one. I, uh, listen, Honey Badger gets a pick. I'm calling it right now. I've been doing good on these predictions. We have, yeah, we both been too. I think I, mi- I think I missed like one or two. And I think it was like. The- so I predicted the f- the first pick of the game. Yeah. I got that. I got more than two picks. He had four. I'm pretty sure I stopped watching after the two, so because I got my <laughs> prediction right and I was just celebrating. Yeah. But, yeah. Don't mess with me with these with these predictions, man. Uh. Anyway, to, to to cap off the season, they have the Packers and then the Bears. So, I think Minnesota will be in for it. I, I hope Adam Thielen comes back because listen, uh, everything's clicking for Kirk Cousins in, in the passing game. Dude just has been an absolute terror. Dalvin Cook, he was kind of he didn't do much this game. He almost didn't even end off the game with a touchdown. He only had eleven carries, twenty six yards, and a touchdown. That has just yeah. been rare this whole season. So if they keep him going, he should be fine. Kirk Cousins isn't throwing any interceptions. Twenty nine for thirty five, three hundred nineteen yards, two three touchdowns. Um, you know, uh, he like again he likes Stephon Diggs. He's throwing a lot more to Kyle Rudolph again in the absence of Adam Thielen. So if he comes back, there's no reason for them to perform the way they do against winning teams because they got a lot. Of, they have a lot of other winning teams coming up as well. Um, actually, not so many now that I think about it. Because who did I mention? Uh, the Lions aren't a winning team. Um, the Bears aren't a winning team. I just always picture them in my head as a winning team. The Chargers yeah. are on the downfall. Seahawks are a good team, however. But then they have the Packers. Yeah, so it's kind of like t- heading into the playoffs. That's where they're really going to be tested. Yeah. Um. Other than that, it was kind of just – I remember – this was the game for me that I saw by halftime, and I was just like, oh, I guess this is just one of those games that Vikings always tend to slip up on, and it just so happens to be the Denver Broncos. And then, lo and behold, I check, and they close the gap fairly – Quickly, very, especially very, yeah. in the fourth quarter, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, that's a team you should beat up on, but I, I definitely didn't expect a full-on comeback from them. Not at all. <laughs> so a couple more games left. Uh, home stretch here. You got the Cardinals and the 49ers who reverse each other twice in the past three weeks. Cardinals fall again, uh, thirty-six to twenty-six. I didn't really watch this game that much, but the Arizona Cardinals are now three-seven and one. While the San Francisco 49ers are nine and one. Um, 49ers picked up the pace in the fourth quarter. By the way, Debo Samuel is an absolute stud. Do you think he yeah. keeps up this performance later on uh, in the season? Because he has eight receptions, 134 yards, and he averaged 16.8 yards per catch. It's it's tough. I mean, he just decided, yeah, I'm going to just... They're also still missing well. Kittle, though. So yeah. Maybe that plays I, in a factor in it, but he's still been doing well regardless of that. Yeah, I think that that hurts not having Kittle out there, but clearly if Debo Samuel is just going to... Go off. I guess. Uh, I guess it's all right. George Kittle doesn't have to really stress. I don't Kendrick know. Bourne sucks. I don't like him at all. Uh, <laughs> seriously, he doesn't. He makes the end zone, but dude just can't catch. Every time he gets a touchdown, I just go, "Oh my god, it's Jason Bourne." Oh, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> Every um, time. Yeah, Jeff Wilson gets into the end zone. Ross Dwelly gets into the end zone Two twice. Um, meanwhile, Tevin Coleman is there with his arms up like, oh my gosh, that scared me. My dog just walked in. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm like, like, what, what was that? that? <laughs> Especially since my, uh, my stairs are so like, uh, steep. <laughs> it just looks like an alligator is like crawling up, like upwards. Uh, yeah. Tevin Coleman had 12 carries, 14 yards. I mean, Mostert didn't do anything. Neither did 
Brita was Brita healthy this game? I I assume he, so. I guess, but he didn't he didn't get anything. Jimmy had four touchdowns, two picks. It's still kind of like when are we going to see a game where there's no pick for Jimmy? You know, like there's not many of them. Like he always had. Yeah. It's just like almost a requirement requirement for Jimmy G to one of them was have two picks. Bad. Yeah. One of them he literally <laughs> threw right to the guy in the red zone. He yeah, literally threw good. the defender, and even the, the the commentator was like, "What was he looking yeah, at?" Yeah, it was Jordan Hicks and Jalen Thompson. Yeah, what was he looking they, at? It was the Jordan Hicks one. What was he looking at? <laughs> it was like, oh no! It's I feel like always the bad always outshines the the good for Jimmy G. Just like imagine, <laughs> like we had a video early on, um, before. Um, the season started saying is the pressure on for Jimmy G Jimmy G and yes it was but the fact that they're nine and one takes the pressure off but you take that record away and they're somewhere between five and five or six and four or something like that P- people are, would probably question Jimmy G's performance even more right now it's just yeah. their defense is so good no the one's really paying attention amazing really really good love it and again it's been in the works for a long time I think we've mentioned yeah, on this been, podcast been for, years for years before yeah. Bosa came around and they got lucky with Bosa because the Cardinals so happened to want. Um, Kyler Murray, which I think about it now, and I always said it was the the bad, it wasn't the right pick that they should have taken taken Bosa number one, but you know you have Kyler Murray now, and I guess build your defense after this because they didn't draft well other than Murray. To be yeah. quite honest with you, um, Kenyon Drake. This is the part where I'm confused about Kenyon Drake had 16 carries, 67 yards. I know what you're thinking. Where's David Johnson? He played this game. He was healthy. Nine snaps, zero yard, zero carries, zero yards. What's going on? Looks like he's on his way out. Yeah, so Kenyon Drake has is going to be a free agent after the season, but you're going to have to give David Johnson ten million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. I think ten point two is the exact number. Are they gonna move on from him? And where did this come from? See, I don't I don't see why they would keep him if they're not even using him and giving him that money. There's no point. I think just because with him getting injured and then having the new coaching changes, I just feel like he just got lost. He definitely did get lost. I, but, I don't get it. But it's but. like at the beginning of the season, he was a receiving threat every single game. Yeah, I just... Where did this dog go? He's just chilling over there? Yeah, yeah, he's just right. laying down. He's out of my sight, <laughs> um, so I can't really see him. But but yeah, I, I didn't expect this big of a downfall from David Johnson, to be quite honest Not with you. Not at all. It's... it's what, why would you ever move on from a guy like David Johnson, though? It doesn't make any sense. He never hurt his legs. He only hurt his wrist. He's back and healthy. I mean, if I were him, I would want to be out. They're not even using him. They're really not. I if I were which him, I wasn't expecting because early not at all. before the scene started, I said David Johnson can have a great year. He did in the receiving game. I thought he was gonna have a great year on the ground, but now it's like none of that's happening. Yeah, he's not even getting recognized. So. Dude was a running threat and a receiving threat at at one point. Probably he, one of the he was a number was, one pick yeah. in fantasy for like yeah. for three two years straight. Yeah, he was great, and then they just don't want to use him. I don't know. You know, I don't, you know what I'd be mad about? If they don't move on from him, in fantasy, no one's going to take him first, let alone no. second, third, fourth, fifth. No one's going to no pick him because just because of what happened this game and the week mm-hmm. prior, some dude is just going to pick him up in the later rounds and he's just going to go off next year. Just yeah. watch. That's exactly what's going to happen. And that's going to be the team that, he, that so happens to have David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, they're loaded and they just win the whole – the whole, their whole fantasy league, basically, by doing that. But anyway, yeah. uh, Christian Kirk, he likes Christian Kirk. Six receptions, 41 yards. Larry Fitzgerald gets in the end zone. Five receptions, 37 yards. Farrell Cooper with another touchdown. Get this guy some weapons. I know we like Andy Isabella and we drafted him, but how much are we going to use him in all honesty? And if Larry Fitzgerald is out after the season, um, 
We have Kirk, but really, Farrell Cooper is your number two. That's not going to yeah. work out for you. And so. Kirk has some injury history. Yeah, so. get this, just get this guy some weapons, please. Don't waste his youth because he's starting. He's starting to play very well. He's not too bad. Two, no, not two, at all. Two, two, two touchdowns, and he ran the. He's running the ball less and less. Let's just say that because he also had a touchdown on the ground too. It carries sixty-seven yards, but at the beginning of the season, he was like at least ten times was his quota. Yeah, and that's not the case anymore. Um, yeah, I just figured, you know, the Cardinals would have fresh film on the Niners and the fact that they were so close to winning that game before this one and this just ended up and you know being a 10-point deficit, just not a good look. Um, but at the same time, the Cardinals aren't looking to they're, they they want to win games. You could tell just because again, you have a new head coach and a new quarterback, you're going to want to win games with those guys, but you know, um, they're still figuring things out. So, uh, let's see. Another game here. Uh, we have the Patriots Eagles. Listen, I'm not going to talk too much about this game because there, no one scored for the fourth quarter, and and literally for a, almost a full half, the score didn't change. It was 17 yeah. to 10, like basically after half, just nothing was happening. But pretty much the the gist of this game is that what's going on with Nelson Aguilar? Seriously, he just drops everything. He had a beautiful pass in the end zone, just in the back of the end zone. All he had to do is just catch it. <laughs> which is your job and he didn't do it and he didn't do it and it wasn't even a bad throw. and it makes Carson Wentz look bad because Carson Wentz hasn't looked great this season but you have to think about it when you when we were watching that Falcons game with you Nelson Aguilar dropped a game-winning catch he drops yep. another game-winning catch here yeah. and it's kind of like we would look at Carson Wentz a lot more differently now because yeah. a lot of people would put Dak Prescott ahead of of Carson Wentz but it's just the scenario he's in now it's like the people he's throwing to it's looking rough because listen he loses Deshaun Jackson, who gave him, who had a career game in the first game of the season, hasn't played since. Then they take Jordan Matthews again. This is his third stint with the team, so it's kind of like they have nowhere else to turn to. They're not putting in any waiver claims. They could have gotten Josh uh, Josh Gordon. They didn't get him. They could have gotten a couple corners. They didn't get them either. They're just not trying. I don't know what they're waiting for. Zach Ertz hasn't had a great year up to this point, but when you don't have you know players to throw to, you're pulling to get throwing to guys like him and Dallas Goddard. Nelson Aguilar isn't catching anything. It's just not good. Not, not good. at all. On the ground, nothing's getting going. I mean, you're going only to Miles Sanders, and you have injuries problems with Jordan Howard, who's had a great year. Just can't keep him healthy on the field, and we're giving the ball off to guys like Boston Scott. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. They're 5-5 five and five right now, but they're still in the hunt, I not, guess. Not a healthy 5-5. Five and five. Not healthy at all, but they do have a decent schedule coming up. I don't see them beating the Seahawks. I don't know why they're favored, but no. they are. Then they have the Dolphins. It's a game they should win. Should win. They should beat the Giants as well. The Redskins. So they have a good couple games coming up in the stretch, but they did get manhandled by, you know, the Cowboys a little while back, and then they end off on the Giants again. So it's kind of like they almost almost guaranteed, and it's not guaranteed to have, yeah. a, have a playoff spot, basically just by those wins alone. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be okay. It's just take a look at Aguilar and see if the, the, is this the type of guy you want on the team, or do you want a guy like Josh Gordon? But instead, the team you versus this week is the team that put the waiver waiver, waiver claim on, and watch him just get two touchdowns. Because <laughs> they were looking, they, they yeah. were go, they were going to him in some critical situations in the game. They were, yeah, against the 49ers, and you know that worked out for them. They yeah, he, the win he, that he way. came through. We're gonna have to see anyway. The the Patriots they just have a really good defense. I forgot to go over them a little bit. I mean, Tom Brady has not done too well, I would say, and I mean neither is the running game. So it's kind of like the defense has just been showing out. Uh, they ended up with no turnovers, but it's just like they just know how to stop teams. Flip yeah. Dorsett gets into the end zone um, from Julian Edelman. From Julian. 
<laughs> that was a really good play. That I really, was. I really like that play. It was like no one was around Dorsett when he caught that. He was wide open in the middle of the field. I don't know how teams just don't expect that more. It's just, it's just they, they just pull it out at some random times in the game. It was just at a point in the game where it's like, it was right after half. Yeah, they didn't need to, they didn't need to do it, but nah, they did but, it. But Bill just said, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." Um, Sonny did Michelle you hear what Bill said? If you remember, like two years ago, I guess it was when the 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 Eagles beat the Patriots. Lane Johnson came out and said, "I'd rather be on a team and have fun than have five uh, five rings and not have fun at all." So Belichick was getting interviewed after the game, and they were like, "Oh, how'd you feel?" He goes, "Yeah, the guys they were uh, they were having a lot of fun out there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I didn't know it was in that context. That's, though. that's yeah, that's what it was because of. Wouldn't you think getting five rings? Like, are you not having fun with your team if you're getting rings? <laughs> I know it doesn't make much sense to me though. <laughs> Uh, Bengals Raiders again. This was a game on red zone that just didn't come up. Not sure why. Because it was, yeah. it was bad. But the Raiders aren't the worst team in the world. I guess they ever they just considered it a blowout. I don't think I've seen Ryan Finley on my screen in two weeks. Ever. To no, be honest with you, I don't I'm, even know I'm not he, even gonna go over his. I don't performance, know what he looks like. <laughs> he looks just like Andy Dalton. Oh, that's funny. Oh no. If you if you did a movie about Andy Dalton's life, and he would play him. He would play him. <laughs> Do you not? Do you really not know what he looks like? No, because I never see him on TV. I don't okay. know what he looks I'm like. I'm gonna show you right now. Uh... <laughs> Ew! <laughs> right? He looks like a prepubescent Andy Dalton. <laughs> he just needs to cut his hair a little bit more. A little bit. Like maybe dye a little bit orange. <laughs> he doesn't have enough orange uh, to my liking, but. Yeah, again, Ryan Finley isn't going to win you any games. I don't see why that was such an upgrade. But Zach Taylor is set to grab Burrow and move on from Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton should be a bona fide backup for the remainder of his career, it looks like. Joe Mixon gets in the end zone. Again, their offensive line is bad. They don't have a, the greatest line. Auden Tate gets a head injury, and he was considered one of their guys to actually yeah, you know, give him hope at least in the receiving game because they haven't been going to Tyler Boyd either. He had one, one reception for zero yards. They're just not looking good. I think they're just written off pretty much. Yeah, they, um, they're done. Derek Carr, one pick, one inter- one pick. I almost said one pick, one interception. One touchdown, one pick, 292 yards uh, through 29 times, completed 25 of those. So very good completion percentage. But Joshua had a good game. He, Joshua like Jacobs. Der- yeah, I feel like they always have it as that. Yeah. But I feel like Derek Carr never has like three touchdowns, no picks. No, he just kind of just. I guess you would say it's like the bare minimum, but I don't, I don't know how to put it. He always just like the bare minimum. Yeah, but they, they're doing all right, considering that they, they had the issue well. with Antonio Brown before the season started. They were on hard knocks. Can you imagine if they still had him? They yeah. would probably have another two Has a wins. team ever went on to go to the playoffs after being on hard knocks? I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's, it's possible, but I never really looked into it that way. I've just always seen, like, I've, the Browns were last year. I remember watching yeah. the Dolphins years back, and then it was... Um, well, it was it was before. Um, I mean, there was success with no. I'm lying because the the Rams did really well. Oh uh, yeah. What about Super Bowl then? I doubt it, right? Because you're doing hard knocks. No, off, so there's you're, it's always on bad teams. I think it's almost impossible. If they did that, that would that'd be, be the craziest turnaround. That'd be so crazy, right? Um, yeah, Josh Jacobs is just a stud. I didn't get into the end zone, but he had 23 carries for 112 yards. Dude's an animal. Tyrell Williams is their, you know, go-to guy pretty much if he's healthy. Same with Darren Waller. Foster um, Moreau. They're getting Hunter Henro, Runter, Runter Henfro? <laughs> Hunter Henfro. Hunter Renfro more involved too. What would you say? 
I said Foster Moreau. Stop getting into the end zone! Please. I appreciate it. Look at your dog. He's, he thinks you're yelling at him. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> you can come hang out. Yeah, it's no, it's all good. I, I don't like Hunt. I don't like Foster Moreau. That's all. He just thought, he thought you were yelling. Hello. It's all right. Now you, just, hear, now you hear him hitting the table. Foster Moreau tail. sucks. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just don't get why they like going to him in the end zone. But it works. Whatever works, works. But I'm not touching on this game either way. The Raiders, let's just look at the remainder of their schedule. Um, Jets, which I think um, Win. they have they have a good chance at winning that game. Chiefs are going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Don't see them winning that game either. Uh, Titans, Titans are still fighting. I saw a stat that said the Titans are the only team to have 10 consecutive touchdowns like this year. What? Like every like right now they're on a streak of having and right now the streak is at 10 touchdowns every single game for the past couple ga- like 10 games. I think they're on a streak right now. Oh, wow. Good I think that's that. what I saw, yeah. Good like earlier today that. they're on that. Um they had the Jaguars. Listen, if Nick Foles picks up the pace, that might not be great, but Chargers after that who are bad um and they just versed each other um recently on Thursday night football which did not look good. No. And then they have the Broncos end off the season. So at, at, at most, they get a wild card spot. Yeah, I'd say I at most, say, yeah. At most, I don't think they get more than that. Um, What we got left here? The we have last two games. Last two. I mean, I honestly, I didn't watch the Bears-Rams that much. This is just un- it was un- very un- uninter- uninteresting at all. It's just very disgusting. And Mr. Trubisky has a hip injury now, and he was, you know, uh, Chase Daniel took his place, and it may look like Chase Daniel uh, goes into next week. What are they playing, the Giants? Yeah, they play the playing. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, if anything, as a Giants fan, I'd want Mr. Bisky to play, but of course, nothing turns out in my favor. <laughs> uh, Chase Daniel looks like he will be playing. He has a hip pointer injury. Mr. Bisky and everyone was like, "Did he get benched?" Yeah, I know these offenses, though, both of them, the Rams and the Bears, they just have not. These two quarterbacks just could not get it going. I feel like the game was just a drag. It was just, the game took forever. I caught a little bit of it. You know what I did this game? I'm just like, screw this game at halftime being 10-0. And I'm like, I'm just going to watch Step Brothers. I don't blame you. Right? That's what I would have done. I mean, it's... Great movie. It was just, I was hanging out. Like, I was Mark wanted to watch the game, so I was just sitting with him watching it. But otherwise, it would have been off. It would have entirely been off. Yeah. It was not a good game. I mean, Tariq Cohen gets in the end zone. Um, Allen Robinson was just getting owned all night by Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. This wasn't good on his part, and nothing's going on in the running game. Can we just give David Montgomery the ball all the time? They don't want to do that. No, you know what? Now they're going to do it against the Giants, now that you said that. He's going to have, like, a career day. Just because you asked him. Just because you asked him. Probably. He'll have, like, two touchdowns, but, like, what, nine carries? Nine carries, ten like, yards, like yeah, fifteen yards, something and two like touchdowns. that. It makes it even worse because I want him to succeed, but at least like, let's have a stat line that's like thirteen carries, ninety-three yards, two uh, touchdowns, yeah, or something not, like that. Not like fifteen yards. What are we gonna do with Jared Goff? Um, We're not gonna do anything. No, what, <laughs> but uh, what do you, just what do, what do you think of what's going on with him? He, I don't think he ever was that great. I think he just had one really good year and. Uh, that was really it. I don't think he was ever that great. I've never been, you know, looking at him as wow. Do you think it's because he got paid? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think those should be correlated. But they're it not. Seems but that it, they it always seems to happen with people who get paid. They just never live up to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he should have been paid to begin with. But Todd Gurley had a good stat line. 
but finally. Like three point nine yards per carry. I guess four yards per carry isn't he, too he bad. Finally, did kind of well. Yeah, but he you finally, finally get, you give him that volume though. Yeah, finally. Twenty five carries, ninety seven yards, and a touchdown for Todd Gurley. Um, listen, the only healthy, you know, rad receivers they had on the roster were Josh Reynolds and Cooper Cup. And those are the only two that really got catches. Brandon Cooks is coming back. Um, so yeah, they have him, but he hasn't done much all season. Robert Woods isn't healthy. It's just it didn't look good for them coming into this game. They still won, seventeen to seven against the Chicago Bears, six and four the Rams and Chicago Bears are now four and six and they have a big decision to make now. To they're making calls over to Carolina, like we mentioned earlier in this show, which I think is very possible. And I I was I saw a report that said Cam Newton, if the right you know trade was placed, I he would he would be fine going to Chicago. Yeah, I mean, which I thought he didn't want to go to Chicago, but I wouldn't think he would either. But hey, I guess uh, if he thinks he can help them, then go for it. Good for him. Maybe Matt Nagy <laughs> can uh, turn this thing around and use a quarterback he actually likes. Maybe. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about this game any more than that. It was just kind of like whatever. It wasn't even like exciting. Like I, if anything, it should have been like a blowout with the Rams. But you know, Jared Goff got nothing going through the air. Final game that happened on Monday Night Football. Before we wrap this thing up, twenty-four to seventeen. The Chicago, uh, almost said Chicago Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, won this game twenty-four to seventeen uh, against the Chargers. Who was the road team? This was in Mexico City. Um, I I would assume it I would think be... the Chargers were because they wore their white white jerseys. Let's see. Uh, there's an ad playing, so I'm going to mute that. It's Chiefs versus the Chargers. It says that, right? Chiefs yeah. versus the Chargers. So, yeah, you're right. And it also says it. It doesn't say at here. That's why. Um, yeah. What if I go back here? Yeah, the Chargers were on the road. Um, Pat Mahomes, not having a Pat Mahomes game, but does enough not to win the all. game. Um, 19 completions, 32 attempts, 182 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um, he also got going on the ground. I don't know if you saw, my friend told me, my buddy Devin, he said there was a bet of over under five rushing yards for Pat Mahomes. I didn't know that was a thing. It was on FanDuel? I tried looking for I it on DraftKings? I knew that there Kings. was a bet for uh, the, the the points scored. I think it was over 60 or something. And I knew that for Travis Ooh, Kelsey to, to get a touchdown. He got one. There was one. And then the other one was for Keenan Allen to have over like 60-something yards, which he ended up just getting. Just 71 yards, yeah. Yeah. He got in the end zone, too, and he hasn't done well all this season, and that's not on him. He's a talented wide receiver. Likes Phillip Rivers, but I wouldn't like Phillip Rivers up to this point if he's throwing all these picks. And did no. you see Phillip Rivers is just like, we're not, he's like, we're not doing the wrong thing. It just so happens I get picked off or something like that. What does that even mean? I forgot. He said it in a post game. He's just like, he was just like, I'm not making the wrong reads. It's just whenever I throw it, for it just it gets picked. Well, one then those, you're doing those, something One wrong. of those interceptions was just like a – not even a Hail Mary. It was just like hopefully we catch it and just launches it and it gets yeah. picked. That's going to happen all the time too. Darrell Williams gets in the end zone. So does LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy hit him with a juke. Did you see that? That was absolutely yeah. insane. Um, yeah. Damian Williams got hurt, unfortunately, so he had to leave the game. He was done and so was uh, Tyreek Hill. He was done. Very early Tyreek Hill was done. I expected this to be a bloodbath, but unfortunately with the injuries it didn't happen. But I didn't know the Chiefs were going to win, and that's not too hard to tell. Uh Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Sean McCoy also gets four receptions, 28 yards, nothing else for pretty much anyone else. It, again, Pat Mahomes didn't do much through the air. and It's just their defense got got them in some good positions to score. Tyron Matthew gets um, an interception, too, um, and a couple of the other guys as well get one. It's just the Chargers are struggling. Again, Phillip Rivers throws four picks. He throws th- 350 yards, passing, gets a touchdown, throws 52 times because he is, you know, 
coming from behind, but it's just like you're four and seven right now. And the remainder of your schedule goes as follows. You have the Broncos, you have the Jaguars, Vikings, Raiders, and then Chiefs again. So you have a couple winnable games there, but it looks like their games just aren't winnable enough for them, I don't think. It's just not not looking good for them. Uh, like we mentioned before, Keenan Allen gets in the end zone, and he gets eight receptions. Austin Eckler, just be a wide receiver at this point. Eight receptions, 108 <laughs> yards. Melvin Gordon, 19, 14 carries. Uh, sixty-nine yards. Wasn't he like in the? Wasn't this like in the end? He got in the end zone, and it just was like, was it called back or something like that? And they had to settle for like a field goal. I don't. I didn't even. I didn't bother watching most of the game. It was just not. Badgley's a good kicker. He's pretty much automatic. Um, yeah. where, where were you at the beginning of the season? What? Your groin just not feeling all right? I picked you up. <laughs> I picked. I, I. You were my last pick in the draft, and now you're back, and you're just lighting it up. I was kind of hoping you came back and didn't do well, but um. Looks like he has to be really good for them to like kick McLaughlin off the roster and then wait for him to come back. Usually, yeah. you don't, usually you don't wait for him <laughs> to come back like that. But he's like no. the, he's like the lone kicker on the roster though, Michael Badgley. Yeah, I mean, I, I just every team this year has had issues with kickers, and I just I don't understand what's going on. Me neither. There was a stat that it was like the worst performance for kickers since two thousand three, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. But, <laughs> I I just I don't know what's going on, but get your get your stuff together, kickers. You have one job. Yeah, and so the the Chargers defense ended up getting a pick. Um, that was Pat Mahomes' second pick of the season. That's it. Yeah. Wow. That was it. Well, yeah. him and what Wilson has two as well, right? Yeah. He has two. Who shouldn't have two? Because that shouldn't have been a pick. Like yeah. if, if it landed in Hollister's hands, that was a touchdown game over. Yep. Um, anything else you want to add on this game? I had this game on I, mute. Booker no, McFarlane and Joe Tessitore are pretty hard to. To, to talk about uh i didn't like it uh pretty hard to listen to i mean um listen we've been missing out i think it's only it's only reasonable we do some picks this week i would say so let's get after it let's do it um let's go into week 12 and talk about some picks so i think we mentioned it before i want the texans um, Let me pull up for Thursday my, Night Football. Uh, you have picks already set up, yeah, right? Yeah, I have them already set up. I'm winging them right them now. Up. Winging them right now. I so whatever I say here, I might regret. The Texans. Chris also has Texans. I have to separate these two. Um, so E, C, do it that way. <laughs> uh, Dolphins, Browns. Uh, Browns. You also have the Browns. Cool. Uh, Lions, Redskins. I went Lions. I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah, here. I said the Lions. Oh, so I why, did. I did have. Why them. is it so hard? I just I don't I don't think it's a I don't think it's a given. But I think the Lions will still. You spelt loins. Yeah, I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> you got Raiders, Jets. I'm going Raiders. Yeah, I have the Raiders. Raiders. Uh, Giants, Bears. Chase I, Daniel possibly I, I starting. Pick, I picked the Bears. I'm going the Bears too. Unfortunately. Should I? That's up to you. Let's let's be different for a second. I'm gonna go Giants here. Go for it. Coming off the bye, let's see what some adjustments they made. You know what I mean? Uh, Panthers, Saints. Yeah, I have the Saints. That wasn't even a thought. I put Santas. So we got Santa and we got the Saints. All right. <laughs> okay. I wonder who's gonna win. I wonder if Santa's gonna pull it off this week. Seahawks, Eagles. I think I talked about them. Yeah, I got the Seahawks. Game. Seahawks as well. They're on the road in Philly. Uh, Buccaneers, Falcons. I had to pick my team. I haven't done it in like three or four weeks, but I had to do it. I had to do it. And now that I picked them, they're going to lose. That's why I picked the Bucks. so I'm just going to not say anything about that. Because 
Two game winning streak. Time to come back to reality. And yeah, but they're both three James, and seven. Watch James throw four touchdowns. They're both three and seven. That's what makes it more exciting. So we shouldn't pick the same team. <laughs> All right, we got the Broncos Bills. Um, I think I picked the Bills. Yeah, I I'm going Bills. Bills too. Yeah, I like Josh Allen. Um, let's see, Steelers Bengals. I picked Steelers. You're also going Steelers. Yes. All right, so we're picking. I think we're going to pick off from the points that we left off like a couple weeks ago. Since okay. we haven't really made the picks. Jaguars Titans. Um, I'm on that tan. I I'm on the Tannehill train. Have, what is this? The Jaguars Titans. I have the Titans. The Titans are the home team. Yeah, that's who I have. Uh, final couple games here. We have the Cowboys Patriots. I picked the Pats. I'm conflicted. This was not an easy pick. These last two, the last, uh, the two games that are coming up were very hard to pick. This is hard. It is. This is really hard. It's a tough defense for the Cowboys. 425. They're on the road. Yeah, I'm going Pats too. I'm not going to take the risk there. I put PTSD. <laughs> uh, so that's that's we'll, good. Well, maybe PST, we'll have that after. PSTT now. Um, ooh, good game, Packers Niners. I know. I I picked the Packers. I actually. This is prime time. It's this, hard. I ooh. I thought about this. I just picked the Packers. It was a very hard pick. <sighs> very hard. You pick Packers. I'm going Niners. Yeah, it was very scary. I didn't I didn't like the pick, but I did it. Let's go. Ravens Rams Monday Night Football. I have the Ravens. I have the Ravens as well, and that's going to cap off our picks. All right, so we have a pretty exciting Week Twelve coming up, heading in towards the remainder of the season. It's so weird that it's Week Twelve. Really, really it's been weird. Flying by. It's been flying, and it happens every year, and I hate it because once it ends, I'm going to want to check my fantasy team, and it's just not going to be not there. There. Um, exactly. Be careful with that. Oh wait, no, we're not on camera. We're good. I was going to say, don't do that here. No, I know. I, I realized. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good. The camera's off. Um, anyway, so that's going to wrap it up here on the franchise tag NFL podcast. Another long episode. Um, but I feel like that's no stranger to us nowadays. Thank you to Manscaped again for sponsoring this podcast. Really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Franchise Tag Pod. You could subscribe to the YouTube channel at Franchise Tag Sports Podcast. It doesn't look to me there's going to be a visual episode up this week because the camera died, um, but the audio version will be out today on Wednesday. So expect the schedule to go as follows. Wednesday, audio. Thursday, video. As long as everything goes smoothly, which it has been. Not sure why it isn't today, but that's the way it's going to go. Uh, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. So make sure to give us a big five-star review and then let us know what you think of the podcast and see what we can fix up. I don't know. Just let us know. We want to know. We're also available on all other um, podcasting platforms, Spotify, Google Play, whatever you can think of. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. And if they have any of those platforms, they could listen to us. Chris, anything else you want to add, man? No, I'm just going to order my Domino's and go home and eat. Okay, awesome. I'm also <laughs> very hungry, so let's get out of here and just get after it. Um, Very, very hungry here. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Franchise Second NFL Podcast. We'll be back here next week. Hopefully, it's only your schedule. Yeah, I mean, pro we're probably going to have to record later. I got, I got work. It's fine. Whatever we've got to do to get the episode out, we'll do it. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it, and we'll see you next time.